3: Fifty-three hours and twenty-three minutes. Welcome in, everybody. It's been a while since we've done a countdown. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. That is Tone to Shields. I am Rob Ellis, hanging out with you, Tone. What's up, my man? How are you making? Yes, up? sir.
4: I feel good, man. I feel great. It's uh, it's Friday. Uh, two days before game day. Uh, looking forward to seeing some football this weekend. Um, man, man oh man, it's been a hell of a week. It's been a hell of a. Uh, past several weeks for the Philadelphia Eagles, man. But overall, look, we get to talk football every day, man. Life doesn't get any easier, right? Well, how about is that a, is that a new Christmas uh, hoodie? I like that. If it it's is. funny, my, my my dad got this for me for my birthday. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know where he, I don't know where he found it, but he found me a starter, a Ooh. starter Eagles hoodie. You know, starter. That's a that's a, that's a legacy brand. No kidding. So uh, yeah, you know, got me a new Eagles hoodie, man. Feels good on the skin, feels nice and soft. You know, I always wash my hoodies before I wear them, and uh, you know, it just feels real good, man. It makes me, <laughs> makes me feel more optimistic. It makes me feel, uh, what's, uh, what's, what's the word that I, one of our listeners uh, use? Uh, uh, positive. I, I, feel, I feel more positive, Michael Borkowski. I feel yeah. more positive. Okay. All
3: right. Good. <laughs> good. Well, let me say hi to everybody. Let me say hi to Michael. Let me say hi to. Uh... Too focused. Uh, Let me say hi to flexing uh, Cody. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh, Daz, Chuck, Sean, uh, and Cedric. What's up everybody. If I missed anybody, I apologize, but hopefully all you you guys are well, Uh, man. Yeah, Michael coming after you right away. Have a <laughs> Good Friday morning. Um, at no, I like it
4: man. at seven thirty a.m. I think I was. I think I was
3: still asleep. <laughs> yeah, man, he's shots fired early. Um, so I no, oh, hope man. everybody's doing great, man. Hope you get a chance to have a good weekend. You know, finally, it's like we we went through. Um, you know, Christmas, and then we went through New Year's, and then we'll finally maybe have a, uh, you know, a weekend where you be concentrated on a lot. One of the things we're going to do, Tone, later at 1230, in fact, is we're going to run through every game with playoff implications in the NFL, starting with the games okay. tomorrow, because there's tons of them, man. And there's some weird ones. Like, I didn't realize till I was doing the research this morning. Did you know the Bills on the in the Sunday night game, right? Right. If If the Bills win – they win the AFC East, but there's a scenario where if they lose and other things happen, they don't even make the playoffs. you know Great. that that you can go? Yeah, they can go from winning the AFC East to not even being to being done on Sunday.
4: Man, the NFL yeah. does an amazing. The NFL does an amazing job uh, weaving in all these various tiebreakers and uh, strength of victory, strength of schedule. Look, it's a big swab it's a huge swing, but I mean, you know, that's what happens when you put yourself in that position. Oh, um, right. But, but, but I have no doubt they make the playoffs. I have no oh, doubt. Look, I, I'm in the same boat.
3: I I feel good about them in the game. We'll get into it. Well, you know, we'll get into the game, but I feel good about them too. I like the way they're playing. In fact, I, they're, they're the day where well, they're one of the da- absolute dangerous teams, but right. that, that brings me to the first thing I want to hit you with. Oh, by the way. So let me update you on the, on the injuries yesterday in practice. So, Devontae Smith's still not practicing. Um, Jordan Davis uh, and Slay were limited. Uh, Slay has the knee still, but he's coming back from the arthroscopic surgery. And Jordan Davis is dealing with an ankle, uh, as is Devontae. But Devontae didn't practice. Those guys were limited. Everybody else was full practice. All right. So there's been a lot of discussion this week, uh, you know, in Philadelphia. And, you know, on social media, sports talk, the whole night about how you approach this game this weekend with the giants and there are sometimes tone where I can, I can really see both sides of a, of a debate, right? I can really see both sides of an argument sometimes. And I try to be pretty fair. I think when it comes to this kind of stuff and really explore it, I got to tell you, man, when it comes to this debate of whether or not the Eagles should play their starters, like I am 1000% like, this is as black and white as it gets for me. The answer is yes. The answer is yes, all day. Now, if Devontae Smith's not ready to go, he doesn't play. I mean, that's not even a question. And if Slay, you feel like that knee is not all the way back from the scope, of course, put those two aside for a minute. But anybody else who hasn't showed up on an injury list for them plays. First of all, man, you can win the division, which changes your seeding. Okay, that's number one. And you're playing the same time Dallas is playing. So you're going to have no idea. It's not like Dallas played at one o'clock and they won and you have nothing to play for. That's different than everybody sits. Okay, that's the first part of it. The second part of the equation is you're playing like shit. I want to see you (laughs) go out and actually play well. And even if it doesn't convince like you or I, maybe, it does something for them upstairs heading into a playoff game, then that's a win. Like, I don't, I
4: really don't understand that. Help me here. Where are you at with this? Here's the thing, man. I am completely on board with what you're saying. I don't even understand why this is even a conversation. The fact that it's a talking point for us means that, I don't know, is the team considering it? I don't know. But I'm 100% in agreement with you. This team has not earned the right to rest guys in the final week of the season. Not figuratively or not not even literally, right? They are in a position where they are the fifth seed. They could potentially jump to what the second seed mm-hmm. um if they win their division. And that's if the Cowboys lose. There's still plenty to play for. And also, like you said, you have not played well at all. You know, it's funny. The Buffalo Bills, what are they, what, 10 and 6? Yes. Yeah, right now, I think off the top of my head, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. So, uh, but my, overall, my point is right. Yes, they are. They are. By the way, yep. Eagles are eleven and five. Bills are ten and six. Yet, we feel differently about the Bills than we do about the Philadelphia Eagles. You follow yeah. me? So, yeah, because,
3: because of the, the way, way they're closing. They're closing the, right of the way.
4: way they're closing. Yes. this Philadelphia Eagles record would have more staying power with me. If they were closing the season strongly, I would actually have preferred if they struggled earlier on, and then you know, the final six, five games, they just came came alive and they were just clicking on all cylinders and then the record if, even if the record was still the same, right? 11 and five. But how you got to 11 and five is why we talk about you the way we talk about you. How you got to 11 and five is why the fan base is split down the middle. You know, you know, you you have some parts of the fan base who are maintaining the up, maintaining the highest level of optimism as they should. We need those people, and we also have a part of the fan base who's um, extremely critical, and they're more so on the pessimistic side. You know, they're more so on the side that, you know, they don't see they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, we nothing those, matters. It's, it's know, over. Like, we, we need line, we yeah. we need those people as well. Yeah. You know, and then we have the people in the middle who are they. They understand that anything can happen once you get into the playoffs, but at the same time, they're looking at this defense like, even if anything does happen, can this defense do enough to put the offense in position, or can the offense do enough to protect the defense from being on the field for too long? So, to your point about this final game, they need all the momentum, all the good juju, all the good mojo, all the the positive nouns and adjectives you could think of. They need all of that. They need all of that working in their favor this Sunday because they have not earned the right to sit anybody. If you're de- if you're nicked up, if you're dealing with any injury, all right, I'll sit you because I want but, you. I want you good. Yeah, the different that's spells. different. If there's something going into the game or somebody,
3: you know, somebody does something during the, that's different. I'm, I don't mean that, but I'm just saying this notion that if you're healthy, okay, all, you're playing. Sit yeah, up. all the starters sit. Mariota's starting the game. What? what? No, hurts definitely and deserve. Uh, he doesn't deserve a day off. No, I just I, – I don't get this. I mean, let, let's say you did that and Dallas lost, which they lost last year in the last game of the season to Washington. Yep. Okay? And they stink on the road. I know Washington's bad too. I get it. But they, say you did that and they lost. Like, how do you explain that away? And the, here's the other, the other part of this thing too, like for me. I'm, I'm reasonable enough to scoreboard watch a little bit. Like, if you're in the fourth quarter, Dallas is up 42 to nothing – Okay, you want to yank your starters at, at that point, maybe, because there yeah. is literally nothing to play. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, this is not some unreasonable thing, but like, you know, for two reasons. One, you can improve your seeding, number one. And also, you need to play well. You haven't played well in
4: five weeks. I mean, really, when was it Buffalo, maybe? <laughs> That's a long time ago. Um, even if you, I mean, if you want to consider that plan, well, it, it, it took them to the like, that, that went to the brink. Giants game went to the brink too. That you won. Yeah, so
3: that's the only one you've won in five weeks.
4: Yeah, you know, I'll say this right. They've had moments. They've had. They've they've had. They've had strong halves. Right. Strong quarters. Strong. Strong moments. Strong drives. This team has yet to put together a full sixty minute game of football of just pure dominance. In my opinion.
5: Yeah.
4: Um. There's always been. There's always been something that we can nitpick at. And I don't know, and, and, and help me out, Eagles fans. I don't know if, it's, if that's in our DNA um, as Eagles fans to nitpick everything that we see about this team. Um, or I don't know if I'm justified. You know, I'm curious to know for you guys what, what week of the season, and you can be honest, what week during the season did you guys or did your antennas go up like, mm, I don't know about this team? Right. You know, I, I'm, I'm really curious to know what the people were thinking throughout the year. At what point in the season? At what matchup? What week did you say mm, this team is making me nervous? I mean, they're winning, but they're making me nervous. Let me, Okay, show enough says week two. Week two. That's early. show enough at week two said I. I'm I'm nervous about this team. That was
3: pretty yeah.
6: early. I'm right? thinking
4: about it. Um, and for yeah yeah yeah, what was it
3: for you? I think the first Washington game, which was week four. Um, you, you know, you beat them 34-31 in overtime, and. That's where we saw them A playing down play down to the level of competition. The first B, commanders
4: matchup or the second? First one. The first a, one.
3: And and it was also where you saw time management issues. Like when Hertz throws the touchdown to AJ, you're, you know, yes, you're glad they get a touchdown, but you're also like, dude, you just gave them a buck twenty-eight or whatever it was. And then Washington goes all the way down the field. Remember, they score on the, at the last second.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um so that was that was for me, that was the one where it's like Man, I think last year's team probably puts these guys away. So it was it was week four after the Tampa game, which I thought they played very well against Washington at home. That would mm. that would be when my antenna went up a little bit.
4: Yeah, I think I would have to. It's it's, it's funny for me, like when I really think about the schedule now. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think if it was the first Commanders matchup or the second. But let me just double check here because I want to make sure I got I got my mindset right here. So for me. My antennas first went up. You know what? Yeah, it was that first commanders matchup because I'm I'm sitting there and thinking to myself, why are they allowing the commanders to slice and dice them like this in the air? Yeah, Sam Howell went off. Sam Howell had career – Sam Howell's two best games of his career were against the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Yep. That's not not by accident. Um, That was a sign of things to
3: come, especially defensively for me. Like, they can't get off the field. They can't stop anything in the air. They're not yeah. getting enough pressure. You know, whatever. I mean, it, all, all the stuff that we saw, all the issues that cropped up, um, like were there for me um, in that game. And I know a lot of people drew the analogy. Well, um, the Commanders ended their, you know, when they were undefeated last year, and they, uh, they, we chalked it up to sort of just like the Commanders have their number. But it went deeper than that. That you, that's where you really started to see the cracks. And then it, it and then as the season went on, you know, the cracks got bigger and bigger for me.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
3: And there's a lot of people making good points about week one against the Patriots. We we saw them get up on them, then allow Mac Jones, who, you know, I I think we know the Patriots' defense is good, but their offense is putrid. They allowed Mac Jones and that offense to come back on you. That was a bad sign, for sure. That
4: that was a real bad sign. Um, You know, it was a couple games where they were pretty much in control, and they let the opposing team, the opposing quarterback, just get hot on the back end like that Vikings game, right? Yeah. Yeah. they were dominating that game for the most part. Then all of a sudden, late third quarter, fourth quarter, they just start letting the Vikings just get back in it. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Mm-hmm. They were in full control of that game, um, and I've all I- I've always been curious about how momentum works in the NFL, especially in real time when you're dominating a team so you know you know so handedly, and then all of a sudden, a switch just flips and you can't get off the field on defense or you can't sustain a drive on offense. Is it attention to detail? Is it effort? Is it the coaches? You know, stop. You know, calling. You know, their best plays. Is, is someone asleep at the wheel? Is it talent you know, or lack thereof? Is it, yeah, there's just been situations where the Eagles have had control of certain, have control over a quarter or a half, and then all of a sudden, or they get a lead, and then they just, you know, fall asleep at the wheel. That Cowboys mm-hmm. game, the first one, there was a point in that game where they were about double digits. I think it was in the, I think it was some point. In, Going into the fourth quarter, I think because they yeah. dominated the third quarter, Eagles dominated the third quarter. Going into they the did. fourth quarter, they were about eleven, and they, they and they should have been. They should have smothered the Cowboys from that point forward, mm-hmm. but allowed them to get back in it. Defense mm-hmm. couldn't get up the field. Offense couldn't sustain a drive. Coaches had some, you know, some head scratching moments, and then it, the season has just been plagued with these these nuanced irritants. You know what I mean? It's been it's been played, you know, you know, from from, from top to bottom. Nuanced irritants. I like that. <laughs> it's just it's just been it's just been from top to bottom, um, beginning to end. It hasn't been a comfortable season. And you know, everything is comfortable when you're winning still, but we haven't been able to really like what's the last win that you really sat back and said, ah, that was a good one. I feel good about that one. I, I look, I, I would say even though it was kind of back and forth, um I, I Buffalo. I mean
3: Buffalo ended Buffalo gave way. me the greatest
4: I'm with you. Buffalo gave me the greatest feeling of all year. The greatest yeah. feeling. Hurts walk,
3: you know, kind of walking that thing off, and then the way that they came back the weather in that game. Yeah the Kelly I, Green. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot to like about that game. And you know, even at that point, you're like, man, they're 10 and 1. And they were really, if you take it back to the Cowboys game before the bye, they were three and zero during the gauntlet, and you thought it didn't matter. Like they may be playing close games here, but they're going to figure out ways to win. And then, the, then the next week is when everything came apart at the seams. It was the you get smoked by San Fran at home, you get smoked at Dallas, you lose mm-hmm. that terrible game where you give Drew Lockos ninety two yards uh, with no timeouts, then you then you eke by the Giants on Christmas, and then you lose last week. Everything changed after the Buffalo game.
4: Yeah, it did. Um, that Buffalo game took a lot out of them from a snap perspective. Um, and then the San Fran game, just, they just got beat up. Yeah, they, San, they, I think
3: San Fran is the one mentally. Like like yeah. physically having to go to overtime against Buffalo, yeah, I get that. That's going to take a, a little bit of a toll on you. But yeah, then, I, I think it's truly, truly San Fran in the, in the manner in which they put it on them.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, it's funny. Eagles fans, Now, like, since we're talking about that Buffalo game, you know like does does the buffalo game and i'm curious to know what you think too rob does that buffalo game go down as an instant classic not just for the philadelphia eagles but just an nfl classic
3: i think so i mean does,
4: does it check all the boxes for you for instant it, classic
3: it does it does for me um for sure i mean i think look the here's the thing with the eagles even nationally however you want to look at it i think they've had seven seven of the highest viewed games this season, they played in seven of the highest view game, viewed games this year. So it's not just, you know, in the Philly market or whomever they're playing. It's it's nationally, too. You know, the, the Eagles are are always interesting. You know, even when they're playing bad, it's interesting. You know, like that, that Seattle game was interesting, even though they lost, right? I mean, there's always yeah. interest. But I would say, yeah, from an Eagles standpoint, that's an instant. Mm-hmm. I would say that one, you know, they, they were down big. They were down 10 at the half to the Chiefs. And yeah, came and that was yeah the that road. was pretty wild too yeah so I would say those two for sure
4: yeah because you know although this season has been turbulent you know there's been some things that we can uh be excited about um but although those things were exciting uh they don't you know they don't uh they don't uh get you a Super Bowl win they just um check the box for that week you know so this week you got the, this week got the Giants Mm-hmm. And you could win the division, hopefully, if things um you know go in your favor. Um, let me ask you this: What do you think is the is the best matchup for the Eagles going into the playoffs? Do you think it's the Bucks, or you know, I like well? Did you just just what do you think is the the best path for the Eagles right now?
3: I would say, um, I would say, if they could somehow get Atlanta, that would be the. I'm assuming they stay at five um but if they stay at 5 I, I my pecking order would go atlanta new orleans and then tampa bay mm-hmm. um i think they beat any of those 3 i do even tampa but tampa's the one that i'm most concerned with of the teams coming out of the south i think atlanta atlanta stinks i think new orleans stinks um i think tampa's a little dangerous but i think they'd beat any of the 3 so i think that would be my most cho- I, I i would go Again, I would go Atlanta, New Orleans, Tampa. How about
4: you? Uh, that's actually pretty spot on as far as far as ease of easy, yeah. you know, e- yeah, easiest path. Yeah. Easiest path. Yeah. Atlanta is just terrible. They have they don't have a quarterback. Um they don't really know what to do with their weapons. Uh their defense is coming along, but still they're just they're just not a good team. I don't think they're well coached like that. Um the Saints, they're tricky because they're talented. Mm-hmm. But I don't trust their head coach. I don't trust their quarterback. But they're tricky still. They're tricky. And then, um, obviously, the Buccaneers, Mike Evans, Chris Gowen. That defense, you know, they're talented on that side. Baker Mayfield is a very tricky player. Tricky. Very tricky. So, yeah, I think Atlanta is probably the easier matchup out of all those guys.
2: Yeah,
4: um, I mean, look, they put themselves
3: in in a difficult position. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they had nobody to blame but themselves for this. So, they got to dig in, man. You're gonna have to do it on the road. You're gonna have to do it in, you know, certainly after that that wild card round. And that, that's assuming they win. And you can't assume anything. They just lost to the Cardinals at home. I realize that. But let's assume they win that game.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, then you then you're you're probably in Dallas. It could be some I mean, it's gonna be hard. This it, is they have whereas last year they set themselves up, up beautifully. Got to buy. Uh, you know, they get the Giants because the Giants beat the Vikings, um, and then smash them. And then smash San Francisco. You know, I mean, it's this is a totally polar opposite kind of situation.
4: That's why losing that Super Bowl last year is so damning. Yep. because it, it it couldn't have been handed to you any better, and you fell short just three points. You know, some boneheaded mistakes. You know, throughout. But listen, you win some, you lose some. It's the it, it all it all lends to a to a good story. You know, to no an doubt. exciting you know to an exciting end. And ultimately, as bad as this team has looked, we have no idea how this thing ends because we can't tell the future.
3: No. And the, the,
4: the, yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The other thing I would say is, I, I, you know, I
3: know we don't look at it like this, but I'm telling you other teams will. Eagles are dangerous. Like, I wouldn't want to be facing them. I would not. Um, You still have the runner-up MVP from last year. Mm-hmm. You still have, a, you know, a good offensive line. You still have 3,000-yard players on the offensive side of the ball you still have a defensive line that has talent that, that should be doing
4: more. Um, mm. You know, they're, they're, they're dangerous too. They are. Yeah. Regardless of how you feel about this team and their deficiencies, right. There's still a dangerous matchup for mostly anybody because of the talent. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's just, I, I think that's just giving them a fair assessment. Yes, they are bad on defense. You know, they've shown that all year, but because of the talent on offense and because of the, The experience, you still have to go in and respect the Philadelphia Eagles and what they could potentially do to you. So um as bad as as inconsistent, as disjointed, as bad as they looked in certain spots, that's still a team you have to that's still a team you have to lace it up and and uh pay close attention to. All
3: right, if I asked you the question, um, who's let this team down the most? Oh man. Would it be you know d line would it be back seven would it be coaching would it be howie would it be hurts with his turnovers like who who in your estimation or what area has let them down the most this year
4: man it's so tough because you can you can you can find reasons why anybody has let you down obviously hurts with the turnovers you can't you can't you, you can't have 18 turnovers on a the season then you look at Sirianni and you say you know, the 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 lack of evolution of this offense is malpractice by by him. Um, and also not having any answers for any sort of things that teams throwing at you all year. That's malpractice. But you leave. But then you go to the GM, you know, you go to the executive and you say, well, Howie, you have several miscalculations throughout the year. You know, with or especially especially on the, on the defensive side of the ball. And with your hirings, um, gosh, man, I'm going D-line.
3: I'm going D-line all day. Um, the fact that they're they're 29 less sacks than they had last year, the fact that they can't get off the field against the run, the run, they're getting killed in the run because they're not injured. Like you can make an excuse to the secondary and the, and the linebackers and talk about how they're banged up and they're just not that good. There's too much talent there for it to look like this. So I have a huge problem with the defensive line. It's not to say that there aren't issues elsewhere. I mean, you you can point a finger at Howie Roseman for for some of the guys who walked. You could definitely look at Jalen with the what is it, seventeen turnovers, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of things you can look at. But to me, they had the le- the least amount of excuses of everybody else.
4: Yeah, I, I under I understand I understand why you would feel that way. I mean, they're the most talented group on the defensive side. Um, the defense leans on them the most to get their job done. But, you know, I also believe in balance, right? I believe that, you know, this is a complimentary game. And although the D-line has fallen short, they have fallen short, especially in the second half of the season after the bye. They carried you through the first half of the season, though. Yeah. On defense. They carried them. They were They were not allowing people to run the ball on them. That D-line carried them through the first half of the season up until, you know, up until, you know, post-bye week. And, you know, they ran out of gas. And there comes a point in time where other guys have to step up and do their jobs. I mean, yes, the D-line has not performed as of late, but I just can't look at them and say they're the reason the defense is not good. It's so so much more than that. And to come in, see, like we we we've been so conditioned, in my opinion, to believe that this D line is the end all be all for this, you know, for this defense. Yes, it's what they're known for; it's their calling card. They, you know, they invest the most money there. But you know, when you're building a defense, you gotta, in my opinion, you gotta make sure that you have certain things buttoned up just in case one group is having isn't having a good day, and this group, is, like, it's. I just feel like the other groups have let them down more, right? Because the defensive line got you to this point that you're 10 and one because you were 10 and one because the defensive line got you to that point, you know? And then meanwhile, meanwhile, everyone else is kind of falling asleep at the will. So um, if, 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 you know, if I want to go to route you took, then I'm blaming everybody on that side, except for the D line. Again, I know they have not played up the part the past several weeks. I am not discounting that. They have. they, they got to put, they got to set their weight up. But it's like, damn! We've been conditioned to think that this D line has to be the end all, be all. Maybe we've been looking at this thing all wrong. This like this defense is, is is imbalanced. It's not it's not a sustainable formula, especially when guys run out of gas or if you end up staying on the field for long periods of time. Your D line, like a pass rush, wears down. And I just and I just feel like the linebackers, the DBs, they have not they have not lived up to their contracts, especially the corners. They have not played up the expectations. You know, I just, I just, I just have, I have a hard time just saying the D line is the reason okay. for this defense's failure. I have a hard time just, just committing to that.
2: All right,
3: let's hit it. Let's come back. David Murphy is going to join us. He's a columnist from the, uh, from the Philadelphia Inquirer. We'll talk to him about all things Eagles. Might mix in some other stuff too as well, maybe some Sixers and some Phillies. But we'll come back and talk to David, uh, shortly. Don't go anywhere. Tone to Shields, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let me tell you about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. I will be there a little bit later. Today, yes, Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Been going there since I was a kid. They're family-owned since 1985. You got Alex and the crew, just putting out the best. And yeah, uh, you know, the, the great thing about Bravo Pizza too is, in addition to just unbelievable food, the variety. The variety is great. 20 different styles of pizza. They have slices to go. They have the specialized pizza. However, you want it, they'll make it for you. But it's not just pizza they have fresh pasta they have sandwiches they have wraps they have wings bravo pizza of havertown is also committed to the community whether that's school whether that's fundraisers whether that's little leagues they will raise the funds and the profits go to those organizations you can follow them at the bravo pizza of on instagram and facebook for daily specials and promotions They're located at 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, PA. 1305 Westchester Pike Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown, PA. Give them a call. 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown.
7: I remember
8: getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there and it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget.
9: Go to get your game on, go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits.
3: Welcome back, folks. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He's Tone to Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We'll be joined shortly by David Murphy uh, from the Philadelphia Inquirer. He was, uh, had a little internet issue, Tone, so he's working on that right now. Uh, okay. Next. All right, cool. So as soon as he's up, you just give me the high sign, and we will rock and roll. So we were talking about a couple different things, you know, regarding the Eagles first and foremost. Uh, Would you go with the starters in this game against the Giants? Um, and, you know, also kind of – Trying to assess blame here. You know, when you lose um and, and drop four of their last five, the way that they have, they're the first team in the NFL tone to start 10 and 1 and then lose four of their next five. That has never happened in the history of the NFL. So it has been a pretty, you know, pretty seismic fall here for this team um and and where things are. And I'll ask you this. Um, in in your estimation, do you have any are there any signs of life? Is there any signs of hope? Any glimmer of hope, in your estimation, realistically, that they get uh, short of? Yes, anything can happen. Anybody can win. But do you really think that this team is capable of getting on a real run?
4: Well, you know what? We should probably reserve that question because we have our guy David Murphy that oh, just Murph's popped up right in. now. Okay, like okay. so let's bring our guy David Murphy in and then let's ask him that question because I think that's a right. that's a hell of a question that we need to really uh, visit. Our yeah, David, David Murphy in the building.
3: Yeah, what's up, Murph? David does an excellent job, man. Um, as a columnist for the Philadelphia Inquirer, and it doesn't matter what the sport is, uh, always really, really insightful. You can follow him at by David Murphy on Twitter slash X. Murph, I'll start with that one, man. Um, in your estimation, do you see a shot here? Do you see a pathway where where, where this team still logistic or realistically, excuse me, has a chance to, to at least Get to a Super Bowl and/or win a Super Bowl.
11: Yeah, man. I uh, I actually just wrote this today. I, you know, I I think back to to kind of a month ago when when the Eagles played the Bills, and you know, this is still the same team. You know, they 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 beat the Bills, you know, in overtime that that night a month ago. Uh, they were ten and one. Uh, everyone was riding high, and, and you know, look look what was happening up in Buffalo. They fired their coordinator. Uh, You know, everyone was wondering if McDermott had lost control of the team, Um, you know, and now here we are. Buffalo's playing for the number two seed in in the AFC might be the hottest team in the the NFL. Personally, my dark horse favorite to to go to the Super Bowl. Um, So a lot changes in a month, you know, and and a month from now, we're still not even gonna be the Super Bowl yet. So yeah. I mean, I think th- things change fast and and th- they've changed fast in the wrong direction for the Eagles. But, I, you know, I don't think anyone can can say that they're dead in the water. I, I think we just don't know right now.
4: Yeah. And, and I think that's the scary part about this team, uh, David. Uh, we appreciate you for coming on. It's just um, there's so many unknowns, you know, surrounding this team. And I don't and I, and I don't and that's not a good thing, in my opinion, at this point in the season. Right. You know, it's week 18. And we're, t- we're still talking about what your identity is on offense, and um, we're still talking about um, them not playing their best football game yet. Obviously, all the turbulence and the dysfunction surrounding the team over the past few weeks with the decide, demotion, the Patricia elevation, Nick Sirianni's press conferences, and then the A.J. Brown stuff. It's, it's just been a lot to digest with this team that's going on off the field. Uh, what's been your overall take or your overall evaluation of just the over the, the past few weeks for Philadelphia Eagles off the field?
11: Yeah, man, I mean, it, ha- it has not looked good. I mean, I'll, I'll say that I've been a big Sirianni guy, you know, really ever since midway through his first year. And, you know, I keep defending him and, and everything. You, you go back to the Dom thing. You go back to just kind of the the kind of the, the juvenile energy on the sidelines at times Um there's a lot of things they have to clean up. I'm with you. Um, you know, I, I think that, that the AJ Brown stuff was probably a little overblown. I mean, look, we were all there for TO. Um, this wasn't that, you know, this isn't Antonio Brown. I, you see, you know, I was there when he talked the other day and he, he's always struck me as like a guy who means well, you know, I mean, he, they're, he's a wide receiver. They're emotional. They, you know, they, everyone wants to win. Everyone's frustrated. I, I really don't know if it goes deeper than that right now. Um, you know but we'll see i mean look if if you know if they lose in the first round you know god forbid then who knows i mean this team clearly i think clearly has shown that it doesn't necessarily respond to adversity in the, in the best way um you know fan base too i mean look we we've all been spoiled for the last you know year and a half and and i mean 10 and 1 14 and 3 you know nearly winning the super bowl um we're gonna see what this team's team's made of, you know. I mean, this is kind of the time when you have to grind your way through it and and show who you really are.
3: Murph, would you play the starter Sunday?
11: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, mean, I can't I, believe
3: this is even a thing. Yeah, what?
11: Like I so when when Sirianni said that, I had to like open up my phone and look at the standings and like make sure that I wasn't missing something. Yeah, that, that to me is like the weirdest thing that <laughs> I, I can't believe even even entertained it. You know, Uh-oh, me too.
4: Yeah, I don't understand that it's even. I don't get why it's even a talking point.
11: I mean, it's so yeah, I mean, like, obvious. How
3: you, you, you could still
11: game. win the division? You're they, playing they the same time. Sorry, that, Dallas lost this game last year. Yep. You know they're in the same situation, and and they got blown out by the commies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like this is a game that Mike McCarthy loses. Yeah. You know, this is a game that the Cowboys lose. I, I mean, you can't. And, he, and even going into it, thinking that we're going to be looking at the scoreboard and like that's the wrong message that's attitude that's how people get hurt that's like you know like that's how you lose a game that you you know um yeah i don't get that i i i totally don't get that narrative at all
3: well and on top of it also i, I want them to, to to show some semblance of a fight and and play a decent game just for their own mental capacity mental psyche
2: on yeah well,
11: on well you know, we, we've been waiting that for waiting for that i problem. know i'm not
3: saying it's going to happen but you know
11: I mean that's the thing. I'll be honest with you, that, that, that Giants game might have been the most discouraging game of them all. Uh you know, I was expecting them to come out and just kind of blow the blow the doors off. And, and the fact that they couldn't they couldn't beat, you know, Tommy DeVito or or Tri Taylor or whoever was in there, you know, that that was as bad as the as bad as they looked again in that game, I think was almost <laughs> worse than any of the losses that they've had. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm, worse than that Cardinals one? That Cardinals, one? That, 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 that that Cardinals was ugly. Good. Giants no.
11: team ain't good, though. Cardinals that's, are at least competitive. Like, that Giants team is yeah, not true. They're not competitive. You know, like, they can't – they're on their third quarterback. Last guy got benched. Uh, I mean, that team has just been brutal to watch all year. And the fact that the Eagles came out and, like, slogged it a little bit was, was, was discouraging.
4: Let me ask you this, uh, David. I mean, what's been your thoughts or your evaluation of how this team has been responding to Nick Sirianni? Uh, throughout the season, especially as of late, um, his his role has been called into question, his job, um, what he does. Everything about him has been called into question, his leadership, um, whether he's lost a locker room or not. What's been your evaluation of Nick Sirianni over the past several weeks and the season as a whole? When you, when you think about everything this team has experienced.
11: Well, that's the thing is like it's, you know, it's, it's the last seven weeks versus the season as a whole. I mean, like, yeah. let's not forget, like this team has up until the last four or five weeks has really always responded under him. I mean, look, they, they went through, think about what we were talking about at the end of October or end of September, that this tough stress that they were going through, beat the Rams on the road. We're clearly the better team on the field against the dolphins. Um, You know, kind of that chiefs game was kind of a mull because of the conditions, but they beat the chiefs. Um, Frankly, they should have lost to the bills in my opinion, but you know, they had 90 yards of penalties and, and turned the ball over and, and, you know they they the Bills kind of lost that game but the Eagles look good um you know offensively they look good um you, you know they they the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving um or around Thanksgiving that that you know they have won a ton of big games and they responded to Sirianni in the Super Bowl um you know they they've they've won practically every big game that they've had up until these last 4 or 5 weeks um under Sirianni so i mean what I, I don't know. Like what it's very confusing to me. I, I I didn't I didn't see this in the cards. I mean I don't I don't know. How do you weigh, you know, the first seven, you know, 27, 30 games of, of Sirianni's tenure with with uh, you know, these last four or five weeks. I you know, I find it hard to believe that, you know, the guy's just been fooling everybody for thirty weeks and and you know, his team suddenly turned on him in a month. You know, I think it's more likely look, Darius Lane, James Bradbury have, have I, I always called James Bradbury, Ray Bradbury, like Fahrenheit 451. But James, <laughs> James Bradbury, uh, Darius Slay, I think they've lost I think a step. with Cover have... Murph. Uh, yeah, than James yeah. Has. yeah. They have been burned. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, James Bradbury, Darius Slay have lost a step. They haven't been as good as last year. Uh, you know, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. We saw them. We saw him last year. How 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 much better they were when he was in there versus when he was injured. Uh, look, they're, they're everyone. Part of the problem is our expectations is everyone talked themselves into a, a you know, a, a, a stupor because they drafted the Georgia defense. Well, guess what? I mean, you answer the question. The Georgia defense couldn't beat an NFL team, you know, cause, cause you know, Nolan Smith, where is he? Where's, you know, Kelly Ringo, you know, where is he? Um, they just weren't as good defensively as people thought, I think. Um, and then you couple that with Slay getting hurt and losing step and Bradbury losing a step and you know, like, look, I, I think that, that's – I don't think that's a Syriani anything underperforming. I think maybe they're just who they were all along. You know, they kind of won a, a few lucky games early on, and, and this is just who they are. Mm-hmm. I'll ask you the same question. Dave, that, that makes sense?
2: It all no, makes sense. Yeah, it makes no, it sense. Make sense it.
11: Uh, um,
3: I, I've asked everybody the last couple of weeks the same question, and I, I want to pose it to you. I want to be real specific with this. The defensive line, to me, has killed them. Uh, they're not getting to the quarterback consistently enough. They're not stopping the run, yet they're relatively healthy, and there's a lot of resources put into that that unit. Why has the play dipped so
11: much for that crew? Uh, well, Jordan Davis has been a disappointment. Yep. Uh, are you guys getting me? I, I, I feel yeah, like we I'm can hear you. We can you. No, uh, we we got but, you. But, all right. Jordan Davis has is, is been a disappointment. Um, yeah, you're talking about the run defense, right? Yeah. Run or pass. Them. I mean, they're, they're I sacks are now 20, They're
3: down 29 sacks from last year.
11: I think Jalen Carter. Yeah, I think Jordan Davis is hit or, uh, I'm sorry. Jordan Davis hasn't been great. Jalen Carter's hitting a wall. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. look, Hassan Reddick, he can't, he can't protect the edge. That's why he, that's why people didn't want him when he was a free agent. You know, I mean, he's, right. he's a, he's kind of a one-dimensional player. He's great at that dimension, but. Look, Jonathan Gannon knows the weaknesses of this defense, and I think if you go back and watch that tape, you'll see exactly why they are who they've been all year because Gannon knew everything to do against them. He knew to attack the edge. You know, he knew that Nicholas Morrow can't run side to side. Um, you know, he knew that, the you know, Avante Maddox was was some guy, somebody who could be picked on. He knew that Reed Blankenship was a little bit limited in, in, in you know, the secondary. I mean, look, all that stuff, um, you know, we kind of got to ignore that for, for 11 weeks because they were winning. But uh, I mean, look; these questions have been here all along. But yeah, I mean, the run, de- the run defense. You're missing Zach Cunningham. Um, that was it. Was shocking to see to see, you know, Connor him like they did. But I attribute that to Gannon and just knowing that this defense is does have weaknesses that can be exploited. And and he kind of, I mean, that was the textbook right there. Thank God they didn't play him in Week One because everyone else would probably just use that for 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 the rest of the season. <laughs>
4: Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I'm I want to shift gears to uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, Jalen Hurts, he when you look at his numbers and you exclude the turnovers, and I'm not saying they don't matter, but if you just look at his numbers, you know, you know, straight on, he's actually having a decent year. Actually, the year is pretty on par with last year. The only difference in his production is the turnovers. You're right, he has 18 of them. I think he has 14 interceptions and four uh, lost fumbles. Uh, what's been uh, – how have you how have you been evaluating and looking at Jalen Hurts um, You know, in his third year as a starter? Um, he signed the new contract. He is the franchise quarterback. Um, with everything they've been going through this year, how, how have you been looking at Jalen Hurts and how he's handled the ups and down, the up and down nature of the season?
11: See, I disagree with that. I think that look, the turnovers are a big thing. But I think the biggest thing with him is, like, he just doesn't look as dynamic as mm. he did last year. Like, mm. he's clearly – I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if he's – I mean, look, the guy's had a couple of ankle surgeries, one last offseason, he's had the knee thing, he's had, you know, we all saw Michael Vick look like a world beater for you know, 10, 13, 15 games, whatever it was that one year, And McNabb the same way, you know, I mean, remember he was doing the Michael Jackson in the end zone against against uh, Washington in 2001, and then you know, by the end of his three or four years later, the guy was averaging 15 rushing yards a game, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I don't know how old you are, Tone, but Look.
4: Just turned 29. Just turned
11: 29. It goes <laughs> fast. It goes fast, bro. And... <laughs> <right> about, <laughs> right you're, you're never going to feel as good as you did when you were 26. And... know, well, trust you're me. You're going to hit 31 trust and 32 me. and all of a sudden you're be like, holy crap. You, you go out there and you try to do something and you just can't do it. You know, like you you, you try to do what you used to do and then your body just doesn't move that way. Right. And I don't know if Hurts is... He's a little young for that right now, but he's also taking a lot of punishment. Um, And I think that's the biggest thing. Look, he had... Seven runs of 20 yards or more last year. He's got two this year, you know, like mm. and three of them, I think, were in that, that Green Bay Packers game that they won 40-33. You take away one or two of those runs, and guess what? Maybe they lose that game 33, you know, 32 or whatever. Um, the biggest thing is he just doesn't have, you know, um, change that just does not, does not have that um, this year, and I think it's, it's impacting everything.
3: How much blame should the offense get, David, in your estimation, or any at all, for the struggles?
11: Uh, I think that it's, it's, it's tough to answer because, look, the reason they were a Super Bowl team last year was G. Hurts played out of his mind and the offense played out of its mind. You know, I mean, they were in a shootout with Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think they're not that – they're not – they're still the, – the offense is still better than – the defense and Jalen hurts is still a fine quarterback, but they've just lost that, like, you know, that extra, you know, 5% that made them a Super Bowl team last year. So I mean, frankly, I would say probably the offense is the blame, you know, because the defense kind of, you know, is what it is and was what it was. Um, but it, I mean, it, it's just hard. Like Contextually, it's hard to answer that. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's the defense is clearly need, needs work, but the offense has more in it. I think the defense kind of is what it is, you know?
4: Yeah, it's, it's funny because entering the season, I think we all knew the offense was going to have to carry this defense um, throughout, yeah. but, you know, we at least we thought to ourselves the defense would be at least mediocre, right, at least be middle of the pack, and that would be good enough, especially for this offense. And, you know, we didn't anticipate the offense having or at least struggling this much. You know, some people, they look at the numbers and they say, well, you know, this offense is actually still a top 10 offense at the very least. They're still pretty good. But when you watch the product, mm-hmm. something seems off with the execution. Something seems off with um, the game planning or um, the play calling. Some, you know, a lot of people say, you know, we're more so focused on the results rather than the actual play calling themselves. Fair enough. But, you know, A.J. Brown, he said in his press conference, he said, look, the coaches don't play. We play this. You know, the you know, the reason our, the reason we have been successful is because we we have been executing. I don't know how much I believe in that. Um <laughs> you know when, when when you hear aj brown say it's, it's 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 the players it's not the coaches how much do you buy into that
11: uh i buy that he somewhat believes that you know i mean cuz that's kind of how you're wired as as a player but i mean look it's obvious there's obviously good coaches and bad coaches like co- you know coaching matters um and i think that you know the i'm with you the offense is like at one point it, it looked like it looked like a spread, it's like a spread Ohio State offense, like that they've been like all these bubble screens and like. And you no, know, you watch the Niners out there against them. It looked like they were like you know running some sort of four dimensional chess, you know, because because it, it's just uh, it's kind of a paint by numbers scheme. It feels like so. Yeah, I mean, I think, co- I think coaching is a part of it, but you know, at the same time, it's all kind of interconnected. You know, because like, the quarterback look, the quarterback has a lot of sway. So, you know, and the offensive coordinator knows the quarterback really well, you know, and I don't know. So it, it's, 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 you know, every quarterback from the history of time has impacted a game plan. You know, I mean, the offensive coordinator sits down with them, the head coach sits down on them, says, you know, what do you think about this? 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 So, you know, it's almost hard to separate, you know, the quarterback and the coach. Um, you know, I think, I think it's, it's kind of a, a I think both deserve blame. And I think that it's, it's, you know, the clunkiness is, is it's not just an imagination our imagination, like whatever the numbers say, you know, people can see it out there with their eyes. um, And they just don't look like they did last year.
3: Murph, how about Howie? You know, I mean, they, they let certain guys go Uh, understandable in some cases, Hargrave made a lot of money in San Francisco. God bless them. Other guys, not so much who could have helped them. Um, you know, and certainly Jalen Carter's been a stud, but they've got nothing out of Nolan Smith. Um, so how much blame does he get?
11: Yeah. I'm... Go ahead. Murph. Yeah. yeah we I lost you for one second. There. I think yep. we're going to think we're sorry. We're... Yeah. I'm lagging a little bit. Uh, okay. yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's a huge question and, and I think it, it's, 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 um, if you look back, uh if you look back after seventeen, the, the scary thing is like kind of, it's kinda of on the same trajectory right now, you know, like like you had that seventeen Super Bowl win and then all of a sudden it was like three years of mediocrity. And it turned out you look back, you're like, oh man, that seventeen team was actually that was the chance. That was the window. Yeah. You know, and I think that like not to get all doomsday, but I, I do think there's a chance that ends up being the case right now. Um, like that we're mm-hmm. gonna look back and be like, and it's same thing with McNabb and the Rams. You look mm-hmm. back, you know, that McNabb Rams team that that. Lost the Rams in the, in the NFC Championship game, very similar vibe to last year where you're like, oh, man, I can't believe we're here. Like, are they really this good? Turns out they were probably better than they ever would be, you know, because, mm-hmm. look, man, Darius Slay is never going to be as good as he was the year before from this point on. Same thing with James Bradbury. Uh, you know, Brandon Graham is going to retire at some point. Fletcher Cox is going to retire at some point. Jason Kelsey is going to retire at some point. Um, you know, Lane Johnson might play forever. But, look, right, right there you just named, you know, five or six guys that are that are significant contributors to this team and as you know Devontae smith is going to have to get paid you know uh as all these guys it's going to be hard to replace those guys you know because the the cap dollars aren't necessarily going to be there it's uh i mean it's a tale as old as time and it's why ultimately the quarterback is the one that determines whether you're um you decade long contender or not, you know, because that's, you can, you can trade Tyree Hill and Patrick Mahomes will pick up the slack, you know, and uh, you know, that's, that's the interesting thing about Jalen. And that's the interesting thing about this team moving forward. Uh, You know, it's, it really comes down to the quarterback because it's like, look, man, we're giving you, you know, we're giving you 25% of the salary cap. You're going to have to, you're going to have to, you know, pull that kind of weight. So, I mean, to answer the question. Yeah. I mean, I think how he's, how he's a, a, a huge question mark right now. Um, but it all depends on how guys like Nolan Smith turn out, you know, it all depends on whether Jalen Carter, you know, shows up, you know, who knows? Like you gotta, you gotta, he's gotta do it for, for multiple years. You know, he had some question marks coming in, um, you know, and, and he's going to have to prove that he can, you know, withstand NFL off season and come back and, you know, be the same player. And, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, how he's going to be decided on that But tra- these draft classes here, you know, and, and I think it's a little too early to tell, but, I do think Howie does have a track record of not necessarily building things sustainably, but kind of like, you know, he makes his he makes he makes his head in the NFL free agent and, and kind of trademark it, you know. And mm-hmm. and that's not, those guys stick around for two or three years and then, you know, we'll see. If final
4: question from me, uh, David, appreciate you for coming on. Um, you 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 brought up a very good point that I kinda of wanna flush out with you. The fact that look, you're paying Jalen Hurts, you know, around twenty-five percent of the cap you know he's going to have to carry a lot of this load and a lot of the time you know whether you're a contender or whether you're a contender or not depends on the quarterback position based off of the, tra- the trajectory of Jalen Hurts' career from 2021 up until now do you think he can be that guy long term for the Philadelphia Eagles do you think he can hold up and he can continue to develop
11: uh yeah i mean i i think i think there are probably more questions about that than people are are comfortable admitting right now, um, and I think that we've seen. Uh, look, you're, you're going to be. I, I firmly believe this. I think at the end of that, going to as a guy, you're going to have to control the game. You're going to have to stand back there. You're going to stand tall, and you're, the game is that's what you, whatever you do. Otherwise, it's running. Whether it's throwing on the run, whether it's you know, whatever. You know, it's the game is such that you know quarterback who can win the game from the pocket is, is the quarterback to have sustained success. You know, it's by Josh Harris out of the, this game and, and that always become you know one of the best players in the NFL. I think hurt the jury still has been in the pocket this year and he's been struggling at times. You know, he's he's doesn't make necessarily the quickest decisions. Um, he's, he's a small guy. He can't necessarily see with, with when.
3: I think we lost you, Murph. Uh, listen, uh, we, we the connection was kind of zotsing out there anyway. Murph, listen, we appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And I'll tell everybody, uh, Tone, just to remind everybody, really good insights from, from David there at by by David Murphy on twitter and of course inquirer.com is where you can check out david's work also so he does a, he does a really really good job uh breaking things down all right you know let's get a quickie in here tone let's come back um and i set over unders for the season for you in other words jalen hurts is sitting right now at 3,803 yards i'll give you an over under based off of that what, <laughs> what do we think he's going to do on sunday all right so we'll hit that when we come back NFL biggest matchups of the week uh, following that. Then our NFL segment. we got a lot to do uh, between now and two. So don't go anywhere. That's Tony to Shields. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I want to tell you right now about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, you know, 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business. You're trying to get your employee benefits off the ground. That's another uh, area and resource that Jim can help you with. I'm telling you from personal experience that I trust Jim. And I trust Principal Financial Group as well. You should, too. They have done right by me. I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be, too. Give him a call, 610 996 610-996-4751. You can also email him, as well, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y. at Principal.com. That's jim at Go to
9: get your game on. Go for the beers
3: We are back. Yes, we are. That is Tony Shields. I am Rob Ellis hanging out with you on this Friday. Just wrap things up with David Murphy from the Inquirer. All right, Tone. figured we had to do it one more time. We'd like to do our over-unders. We didn't get a chance to do it last week, uh-huh, thankfully. Um, but so I thought it'd be interesting because we're basically at the uh, the end of the regular season line, um, as this is the last regular season game. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also weather-wise, it looks like we were initially supposed to get um, some snow in the Northeast area, like in in the Philadelphia area, and potentially in North Jersey. Now it's looking like rain um, for the game on Sunday with the Eagles and the Giants in in North Jersey potentially, but we don't even know at that point. It looks like rain on Saturday and uh, tomorrow, and we'll see how it goes um, on Sunday. All right, so let me hit you with some over-unders here. Uh, Regarding the Eagles, so right now, as I mentioned, Jalen Hurts is sitting at uh, 3,803 passing yards, so he only needs 200 to get over the uh, 4,000-yard mark. So let's go there, over-under. Does he get over, or is he under after
4: Sunday's game against the Giants? Uh, As far as passing yards go, um, I'm going to say he goes over. I'm going to say uh, he only needs 197.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, I think he goes over. How many did he have in the previous game? He had uh, 167 against, the, okay, 167 against Arizona. Uh, that's in very few possessions. Keep that in mind. Yeah, very few possessions, 143. He hasn't, you know, over the past four games, he's only gone over 200 yards once. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think I think he can do it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take it over with it. I'll roll with it. I'll take I'll the take over.
3: I think he gets over 200 yards in this game against the Giants. I do. Um, and I think it gets him over, over the hump there for 4,000. So I think he will get it as well. I don't – Giants are banged up too um, on defense. So they're going to be missing some key parts in this thing, you know, in general. And, you know, they're just not a good team. Although I will give them this. They played the Rams down to the wire last week um, and lost – they missed a field goal at the end. Um, or else they could have won the game. So, uh, for people who are expecting the Giants to just quit during this game, I don't see that happening at all. I think you're, they're going to, they'll love to stick it to the Eagles um, in a big way. And yeah, I know the Eagles are still in the playoffs, even if they lose, but the Giants would like nothing more than to beat them uh, in this game. All right. Uh, Hertz right now is at 23 passing touchdowns. I'm going to set it at 24 and a half. Does he get more than two or less than two? In this
4: game, um, I'll take the over with that. Okay, I'll take the over. Yeah, he has twenty three right now. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm willing to say he finishes. I'm willing to say he finishes the season with twenty six. Okay, so he had three passing touchdowns in this game. Because okay, Giants. okay, um,
3: I, I'm gonna go under. I think he throws one, um, in this game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say he he's right at twenty four on the nose. Um, for the season, so I'll go 24 on that one. Um, how about this is not one you want, but um, Hertz right now is at 14 interceptions.
2: Mm.
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you, does he go over or under 14 and a half? Does he get one or not get one in this game?
4: Uh, <laughs> the, the, the law of averages says, says yes, he will, uh, uh-huh. have an interception. So, um, I'm going to say, yeah, he has one. He, th- he throws one in this game. I think he gets one. I hate to yeah. say it. I hate, to say it, I hate it to... Yeah. I to say it, too. Yeah. I hate to say it, too. Th- that's just the M.O. this year. That's just that he he has to wear that this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody gets a turn with the turnover bug. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets a turn. And uh, he's he's getting his out of the way pretty early in his career. So um yeah, he's he's going to turn a ball over at least once.
3: Yeah, man. Like I look at it this this way, um, and I think this is maybe something. Like a, maybe we'll we'll talk about this once we get through the over unders. There's a bigger picture to this. Like it, it happens, man. I know no Eagle fan wants to hear that right now, but these kind of years happen. There's a reason why there've been so few teams that have gotten back to the Super Bowl. So we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Hurts rushing touchdowns. He's got 15 right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm gonna go sixteen and a half. Does he get two or less than two in this game?
2: Um,
4: well, I already say he's gonna have three touchdowns in this game passing. So I think he'll have one rushing, um, one rushing touchdown this game. So I think he I think he finishes the season with sixteen rushing touchdowns. So I guess that's under, right? That's under. Yeah.
3: Okay. Okay. Um I think he gets two. Okay. I think he throws one and rushes for two, and I think he goes just slightly over in this in on that one.
4: Hey, I mean, you know, it's it's funny, like you know, uh, your, you know, the, how you think it's going to play out is actually more par for the course than with the what than what I think. You yeah, know what I mean, he's had he has more games I think this year with one pass and touchdown and two rushing mm-hmm. rather than the other way around. Yeah, like you're right. I think you're right. Uh, all right, AJ, he's at one thousand four hundred
3: and forty-seven yards. Okay. This should be doable, but does he go over fifteen hundred yards in your
4: estimation? Yes. Yes, he does. I think this is a big A.J. game. Yes. Yes, he does. Last year he had fourteen ninety six. I think this year he definitely um, goes uh, over with the yards. Um, Yeah, I'm taking over with that. Uh, he okay. definitely he he's had he has less turnover i mean less touchdowns this year obviously he has seven this year last year had 11 um average average of 17 yards uh a reception um he has more targets this year and more receptions um the average per reception just dropped to 13.8 so he does he definitely doesn't have as many he doesn't have as many uh, explosive plays this year i don't think it's like well i don't know it, it depends how you look at it but nonetheless though uh, I'm taking over. Yeah, me too. Taking uh,
3: over. I think he he may get close to hundred in this game, which would get him over easily. Yeah. Um so I think he gets over. All right, Dallas Goddard's uh sitting right now at five eighty-eight. Five eighty-eight receiving yards. Six fifty. Six fifty. That would that he would have to get uh, sixty two yards in this game. Hmm six
4: fifty? He would have to get, he would have, he would have to get how many yards?
3: Mm, he'd have to get in the sixties.
4: 62 taking a uh, taking the under man taking an under on that i'm a doll has got a guy but i gotta take the under with that i just they haven't shown a consistent ability to get him involved so yeah i'm taking an under
3: i'm an under too uh he had a good week last week lost and all that but um it's it's been few and far between it's been spotty uh all year so i'll go wonder uh deandre swift he is right now at one thousand forty nine rushing yards. One oh four nine. Will he get eleven hundred? Will mm. he get fifty one yards on the ground in this game?
4: He's at one oh four nine. Yeah. I think he gets eleven hundred. Yeah, I'll take the over with that.
2: Yeah, I think fifty one's
4: reasonable. Fifty one is very reasonable, man. That's about. Man, he gets if if he gets one big run and he just nickels and dimes the rest of the game, he'll be good. So yeah, yeah, I'll take I'll take the over with that. All right, yeah. um, he, gets, he gets he get he gets he ends the season with eleven hundred yards, um, um, and a Pro Bowl Noddy. It's a heck of a year. Yeah. So on the season right now, DeAndre Swift, uh, five rushing touchdowns, um, one receiving. So he'll end the season with six. Well, if he gets if he gets some yeah uh this Sunday but right now six touchdowns on the season uh around thirteen hundred yards in total offense right now he's been he's he's been productive for Philadelphia Eagles I feel like I feel like he could have got used more but mm-hmm. nonetheless um uh, I think he goes for eleven hundred
3: let's go Hassan redick he's got eleven sacks <sighs> I'm gonna set it at twelve
2: right, he has at least
3: 11. one in this game
4: okay he has eleven right. Yeah, he gets a sack in this game. He has to. There's no way. Um, damn, he has 12 TFLs this year. Um, yeah, I- I'm taking the uh, over with that. Hassan's getting 12 sacks.
3: I think he does, too. It's still, I mean, look, that's still a really good year. But when you, you're you coming, what do you have, 17 last year, whatever
4: it was? 16, 16 in the regular, in the, in the regular season, season. Yeah. Three and a half in the playoffs. So, he had 19 and a half all year. Yeah. Yeah. He's a,
3: he's going to be interesting because he's going into the last year of that deal, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are saying the Eagles should resign him in the off season. I actually don't know that that's a lock. I think he might roll into the last year of his deal.
4: Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's a lock. It's a few. It's a handful of contracts coming up pretty soon. Um, Josh Sweat is going to be in a contract year next year. Dallas Goddard will be. Evita Maddox will be. Um, Hassan Reddick will be. I believe if I'm not mistaken, because mm-hmm. all those guys I think signed their contract at the same time. Well, Josh was well, Sweat, Goddard, and Maddox, I think they all signed contracts at the same time. So, um, yeah, I think all those guys are going to be in contract years. Look, Howie Roseman has a lot of decisions to make this all season. Sure does. All right, um, Jalen Carter is
3: at six sacks. I'll set the over under at six and a half. Does he get one in
4: this game? <clears throat> yeah, I'll take the over with that. I think he does get one. Okay. Um do we know who's going to be the quarterback for the Giants this week? Tyrod Taylor. I figured. Um, yeah, he gets one. He gets one. Maybe half, yeah. so he'll get one. Yeah. Um, Sweat.
3: Sweat's at six and a half. Does he get seven? I'm. I'm only asking for a half a sack here. <laughs> no, not much to ask for.
4: I'm gonna take the under, man. Ooh, let's take the under. Mm. I, I'm, really? I'm a, okay. I'm a, I'm a I'm a sweat guy, but uh, right now the trend isn't is the trend isn't trending. You know okay. what I mean? So There's so no uh, sweat equity as they say. I, I like what you did there. I like what you did there. You, you dirty right. dog, you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. All right. Let's go. Let's go team. Then
3: let's go team. So okay. they're at 41 sacks as a team. Set the over under at 43 and a half. Will they get? two and a half or more yes okay yes, as a team they will get that they'll get yes, the, they okay. will. all right they'll get the 44 as a team yes. all right all right the Eagles are sitting right now on eight interceptions as a team
2: <sighs>
3: set the which is terrible That's I'll set the over under at eight and a half will they get at least a a pick in this game I did have one last game it was a gift but Sidney Brown made the most of it
2: mmm
4: I'm not willing to go out and let him, so no. No pick. All right. Nah, no pick. I
3: think they get one. I, I think they'll pick him off at least once. Uh, that's not saying much. You'll end up with nine on the year, but I think they'll get at least one. Um, all right. This is a bigger picture. Okay. I'm, I'm going to exclude Michael Clay. Two coordinators, offensive coordinator, and I'm going to con- consider Patricia the defensive coordinator, Brian Johnson the offensive coordinator, and then, of course, Nick Sirianni is the head coach. Are all three back in the same capacity next year? Is if, all th- if if not, who's out?
4: Okay. Are all three back? No. I think Patricia is out and obviously Sean Desai is out. Um I know I've said back and forth with Brian Johnson, he'll be back, he won't be back. I'm very on defense about it. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not solidified, or you know, I'm, I'm very on the fence about Brian Johnson standing with this team right now. I have no idea, um, how you know how they view him, how they view his impact on this team. Um, I don't know if they're going to consider how Jalen may feel if you if you move on from from Ryan. I don't really care about that, you know. If he's, if he's, I think it's a mistake if they're taking that into consideration. Agreed. I'm not saying
3: you don't have a conversation with them, but they can't be the side. No, agree, have.
4: agree. No, I'm, I'm with you 100. That's why I'm like I don't care about that. Like you know, yeah. you, I can't, I can't care about someone's feelings, and I, I, I want to make sure you become the player you're supposed to become. Yeah. Not make sure you guys are braiding each other's hair and making bracelets at summer camp. You know that's not what I care about. Kumbaya. So, so um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing, I'm willing to commit to the defensive guys being completely out. Um, offensive side. Um, can't really commit to that. I think Nick Sirianni is going to be here, um, going into next season.
3: All right, I I would agree with you, uh, a hundred percent. No, Patricia, no Desai, and I I do believe Brian Johnson survives, and I do believe I absolutely believe Nick survives. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think two out of three come back. I think that there's going to be, I think there has to be an emphasis. Um, on the offensive side to 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 get more creative and change things up rather than this worked last year it'll work again so i think there's got to be some kind of message sent um from lori and or howie uh, on that end you know
4: basically uh but yeah, yeah and, and, and also it's going to be on jalen hurts to continue to elevate his game so he can become more than just um what he was in 2022 right you know yeah. it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be entirely up to him to elevate his repertoire so he can operate more than just one or two styles of offense he, he's 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 going to he's going to have to really get into the lab this year and really iron out some wrinkles um i believe jalen Hurts has the work ethic and the capacity to be one of the better quarterbacks in his nfl um and I, and I and you know and i and I, I, I trust he'll ta- i trust he'll tap into that well um but, you know, if the Philadelphia Eagles are going to want to have sustained success, you know, David Murphy talked about it, you know, you got ultimately you're going to have to win from the pocket, you know, to have sustainability in this league. Mm-hmm. And um, as dynamic as Jalen is, we clearly see that um, the athleticism can only get worse from here. So um, he's going to have to make he's, he's going to have to do his due diligence to make sure that he becomes even more dy- dynamic beyond his beyond his um, his running ability or his athletic ability, and mm-hmm. I and, and I think he can do that because of the work ethic, because of the proven track record of development, because of the sustained level of accuracy despite the interceptions. If you look at his accuracy, his, his percentage, he's completing the same he's he's completing the same amount of passes as he was last year, and he's throwing the ball more. So right. we know he can be accurate. He just has to make better decisions and also try to get that ball over over the line of scrimmage when you're throwing it. A lot of his picks have been tip balls. A lot of them, a lot, a lot of them are very fluky. But he's examples. got to figure lanes out better. I, yes, I think he has to do a, throwing I mean, lanes. Yes, that's one of the things that, that, that Breeze did really well as a shorter quarterback. Yes, and I and I think that's the person he needs to study. Drew Brees, how did Drew Brees manipulate the passing lanes? How did he create passing lanes for himself? I think that I, I think that's been Jalen Hurts' biggest struggle this year, creating passing lanes so he has a clear view of where he's going with that ball. Uh, if again, if you really pay attention to this year, a lot of his passes at the lot of scrimmage have been tipped and they've been and they've turned into interceptions. That's where that's where a handful of his interceptions come from. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he has I think he needs to study Drew Brees' offseason and how he manipulated the passing lanes. Uh,
3: So Slay is off to the side for practice today um, for what it's worth, Um, which I thought he was probably pretty unlikely anyway. But, yeah, I think that means it's a very slim chance that you see him. Cunningham is working at practice today. I'm just trying to give you updates of what I'm seeing from the beat writers here. Um, No Devontae either um, and no Slay. So that, that much we know right now. All right, so that's kind of where we are. All right, I want to go back to a question that that, that, that kind of came up here, <clears throat> and that we you know we we didn't get it really. We were talking, we we're doing the over unders, but I want to dip into this. Mm-hmm. We know, we knew going into the season how hard it is when you get to the Super Bowl and win it, or get to the Super Bowl and lose it. What happens the next year? It's, really it's hard. tough. It, it, yeah.
4: it's one of the most difficult um, championships to repeat.
3: Yeah, so there's a lot that that goes into play, right? Your your schedule's tougher. Uh, you're going to get. Players and coaches poached. You know, they're going to take your assistant coaches. They're, they're You have players leaving free agency. They're going to get paid because likely they had good years last year. Um, we saw all those things happen, right? And you're the targeted. You're the, you're the hunted every single game. So for all of those reasons, it makes it difficult. Um, so should we be looking more at this season as, you know, the, 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 the law of odds here? Kind of hmm. came into play, and a lot of the stuff that has befallen other teams has befallen the Eagles. Maybe we shouldn't freak out to the degree that you know we tend to freak out. H- how do you see it, Tom?
4: In other words, what's happening to the Philadelphia Eagles isn't necessarily an anomaly; it's par for the course.
3: Yeah, there's few exceptions to it. You know,
4: I mean, you're right. I mean, you know, we keep track of history for this reason. You know, because we, you know, we need to compare we need to find things to compare it to. And, you know, what the Philadelphia Eagles are embarking on, what they have embarked on, it's not easy. It really hasn't been done. Um, so you know, we can definitely fall back on that and say, Look, all things considered, with a tougher schedule, losing guys in the offseason, injuries, new coaching staff, this team maxed out. Mm-hmm. Right. And and you know, you know, they did the best they could. We could say that. Or we could say, well, if you really look back, you know, did the did, did the did the coaching staff or did the front office do the best job um building around these guys and you know filling in the gaps? I mean, um they they did start 10 and 1. Yeah. You know, they yeah. they, they they still were winning games. They still had they had some high quality victories on the schedule. And as hard as it is, they showed on different occasions that they still were a team to be reckoned with. And then these past several weeks, is kind of, they kind of come back down to earth. And that begs the question, you know, will the real Philadelphia Eagles please stand up? <laughs> uh, you know, is, is the 10 and one Eagles, the real Eagles or, um, or what we've seen lately. Yeah. Or the one in five, or what is it? The, the one in five
2: mm-hmm. or the
4: one in four Philadelphia Eagles are the, you know, are, are, are the, is that the real team that we're seeing? Right. So, um, I don't know if I answered your question, but I just.
3: I think it's easy to just say, hey, this tends to happen the year after a Super Bowl, right? The, 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 the Eagles are human like everybody yeah. else. I think it's easy to say that at the same time when you're a fan and you're in the middle of it and your team starts 10 and 1, you don't want to hear that.
4: Yeah, because your emotions are tied into it. And you look at this team as like they can they can ruin anybody. And then mm-hmm. and then when you get humbled like you did against the Niners and the Cowboys, it's like it's a backbreaker. And then when you get embarrassed like you did against the Seahawks and the Cardinals, it's it's a it's a kick in the nuts. I mean, it's just like, mm-hmm. damn, like what do you like who you feel bamboozled. You feel yeah. like you feel like, damn, like I thought this team was something else. It's it's like it's like marrying somebody, then you realize they're not who they, they they're not who they av- advertise themselves to be. It's like, yeah. damn, what did I get myself into? How do I get out of this? Mm-hmm. And you know, we're life with, with with the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, this is this is going to be a up and down ride. All you know for the remainder of our lives. But you know, um, they're still. I, I still think the Philadelphia Eagles are one of the more respectable organizations. I still believe the Philadelphia Eagles um, are still one of the teams that you have to respect. In this NFL, despite their struggles, um, but they need they got to go. They got to go back to the drawing board, especially throughout this offseason, because only only so much can change going into the playoffs. They are pretty much are They are who they are pretty much right now.
3: Yeah. I, look, I
4: view it as
3: they're obviously going to have some real hard decisions to make in this offseason, whether mm-hmm. that's coordinators, whether that's philosophies, whether that's players. I mean, you may have to say goodbye to Brandon Graham and some of those guys, and that's going to be hard. But I don't I think you have enough youth with the quarterback, with AJ Brown, with Devontae Smith, with Dallas Goddard, in, in other areas where I don't think you're gonna fall off a cliff. I think you have to be able to retool on the fly and make some make some right decisions. And you gotta you gotta do better in the draft and you gotta you gotta got to care a little bit about the linebacker position you got to be willing to kind of come out of your comfort zone or what your philosophy was and if you could do some of those things I think you could be right there again I think you could be fine you know I'm not, I'm not again I'm not writing this off I know the season isn't over yet and we're talking like it's a post-mortem here but I'm just telling you I don't think it's a done deal uh, for this team I think it's a blip I, I'm, I think we're going to look back at this year as a more of a blip on the radar than the, the beginning of the
4: end That's why it's going to be so important for Jalen Hurts to continue to develop and be the quarterback that we think he can be. Yeah. Because the future of this franchise for the next, at least for the next five or six years rides on his development. It rides on him. It rides on him to continue to be better. It rides on him protecting the football. So much of this team success going forward, so much of the, of the trajectory of the moves, how he makes is going to be solely determined on how good that quarterback is.
2: Yeah.
4: And, um, it's a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts, but I think he's built
3: for it. I do too. I do too. All right, let's get a timeout, Tone, and let's come back and we're going to look at all the games with playoff implications this weekend. You know, including the Eagles, uh, who, who you know have something to play for still, even doesn't not feel like it, but they do. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into all the games. There's two games tomorrow, and we'll get into all the rest of them as well. All right, let's talk about pro action. Restoration, yes, pro action restoration. So you know everything I've been through with with the with the flood, with the leak that I had from one bathroom into another. Well, finally, uh, thankfully, finished off the job yesterday. The guys put the carpet down, and uh, it looks absolutely awesome. They did an incredible job. So if you go through the pain, the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage, you name it, it, it can be just really taxing and you're not sure who to reach out to. Well, Pro Action Restoration is the place that you reach out to. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Pro Action will work in conjunction with your insurance company. They did with mine. Um, again, it could be water, it could be fire, it could be smoke, it could be mold remediation. If it's something you're not sure about, Just reach out, give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com.
6: Any professional sports coach will tell you there's no substitution for preparation. At Malamutton Associates, that is a tenet by which we live. We prepare from day one for victory. Anything less is not acceptable.
10: Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently.
8: Go first!
10: L.E.S. Eagles.
3: We are back. That's Tone. I'm Rob. We are Sports Day. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Uh, if you could hit the like button, friends. We what, would you, what,
4: you, what you nibbling on, man? What are you
3: nibbling on? I'm nibbling on Goldfish. You and your goldfish, man. Love my goldfish, man. I had a banana and a, and goldfish. Not exactly the lunch
4: of champions, but it gets you through the day. You know what I mean? Got to hey, do listen, what you got to do. It's the uh, it's the it's the lunch of sustainability. It, it keeps <sighs> you
3: alive. It. That's it, man. You got you got to do what you got to do. You got to do a little something in the uh,
4: in the stomach to keep moving, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been trying to I I, I try to. Um, you know, in the mornings, I try to do a little intermittent fasting, so I, you know, I don't eat until after twelve, my time. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, it's uh, I try to it keeps me. I don't know how can I put it. it keeps, me, uh, keeps me. Keeps me. Keeps in my toes. What do you do? Um, a lot of water. Uh yeah, yeah, a lot of water, uh, a, lot, a lot of water, some green tea, um, and then I'll eat, and then I'll eat at lunchtime, something like that. Okay, uh, and then try to keep it. Try to keep it moderate. After that, um, isn't that the hard thing yeah. though?
3: Like when you go, a while, and I don't usually. Eat, I eat a very light lunch too, but like, man, by the time dinner rolls around, I'm starved, and then I go, mm-hmm. I go overboard with dinner. It's hard to not like if you're if you're if you're like with your in your situation at lunch. Isn't it hard not to go to town because you're you're pretty hungry, or, or are you just is your stomach used to it, or your is
4: your well, system? Used to it? it's so funny, right? I always feel the urge to go heavy at lunch.
2: Mm
4: -hmm. Um, especially since I work from home. So it, 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 you know, it's, I can kind of just, yeah, you got access to to whatever you want. Yeah. 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 So I, so I I can always, I, I I like going heavy. I like going heavier at lunch and then dinner. I like keeping it. I, I like keeping it as light, but tasty as possible. Okay. Like last night for dinner, I had, uh, I had, um, some broccoli, white rice, and I had a burger. Okay, you know what I mean, like a like a um, like a like a Beyond burger, like a black bean burger, one of those, you know, like a yeah yeah, yeah. A, a plant a plant based burger. And, and yeah and, yeah, not, they're, not they're real. They're, they're really beef. they're really good. They're really mm-hmm. good. Um, and also I also like turkey burgers as well. So,
2: mm-hmm.
4: um, I do eat I do eat red meat on 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 occasion. I try not to overdo it. Um, yeah. I love chicken. I love chicken.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but I always try to make sure I get um a protein, a veggie, and a forgivable carb in my meal. What's a forgivable carb for people? To white, you know, you know, um, white rice, quinoa, okay, you know, things like that. Okay, that's good, yeah. man. Yeah. See, that's one of the things that I have to do better at in the yeah. new year. My weakness, though, let's not get it twisted, Rob. I don't, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want people to okay. think I just got this thing figured out here. My weakness, my god, donuts, yes, cakes. Like for my birthday, my wife got me this Oreo ice cream cake, oh, and I just yes. I, ju- I ate the last I ate the last slice last night, and I you was save almost, it in the freezer. You have to, yeah. I, 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 I almost <laughs> shed have te- almost shed a tear because I ate the last slice last night. Um, and then she got and she got me like um like half a dozen of like uh, little cupcakes, uh, uh, no cookies from uh, from uh, one of my favorite cookie um, places around okay. here. Okay, okay. Um, not crumble. I do love crumble by the way, but she didn't go to crumble this time. She went to this place called the Cookie Plug. Okay, and um. Yeah, man. So I just finished pretty much all that stuff off. So now you know I'm, I'm going, I'm going back, I'm going to the gym uh this <laughs> this Saturday. Cause I was going before the holiday. Yeah. And then you know, once the holiday starts, you got family coming by. Yeah, oh, it's it's, it's kind of hard to keep up with you trying to do all this stuff. So um yeah, it's just it's just been kind of difficult. But overall, I have a though, major sweet tooth. Uh, yeah, it's my sweet so tooth bad. is insane. And it's not with candy, it's just baked goods and yeah, you know, like things like that. Like i cookies, bro, yeah. I could kill that. a dozen donuts in like two days. Easily, Easily. Does, Easily. It, it takes no time. No, no, I'm with you. I'm I'm the same way,
3: man. And it's it's definitely something that's gotta gotta be at least limited. I'm I I need. I don't think you have to cut everything. I'm I'm big on portions, just generally. Yeah. Like I think you make it hard on yourself, and You're just like I'm done. Like I'm never. and yeah, then you're like thinking about it too much. If you, if you, but but it's hard to find that sweet spot. No pun intended. Where you're just gonna do. <laughs> You know a little bit, but not get nuts. It's a, it's a hard thing to do,
4: man. Yeah, you know? man, that's that's my that's my thing. That's my thing, but I've, I've you know, I used to eat out a lot way more. Um, but I met yeah. my wife, and my wife was like, uh, yeah, we're not doing that, so uh, <laughs> um, do a, do a lot more cooking indoors, um, which I love, which I enjoy. Oh, yeah, but, but um, yeah, man, uh, you know, it's going to be tough, but we're going to be more disciplined this year for sure. I like um, I, I bet you that, but I will tell you this though, when this show is over. I'm ordering me something because I don't feel like I don't feel like cooking. So (laughs) (laughs) ordering me something. It might be some Popeye's chicken or something. I don't I know. know. Friday's usually a
3: cheat day too, right? (laughs) I mean, you gotta give yourself the one day where I
4: burn calories. I burn calories easy right now. You know what I mean? I don't want to take that for granted. Yeah. You know, it takes no time for me to you -hmm. know cut weight. It takes Mm -hmm. no time for me to burn calories, but yeah, you know. No,
3: I got you. I got you. But you got to let yourself have fun sometimes. Yeah. All right.
4: I'm like I'm like you, man. I can just eat whatever, and I and I, and I'll be able to do backflips and run run marathons. But here's the problem, right? I, and I'm
3: fortunate in that I don't put weight on really for the most part. But it still doesn't mean you're you're. It's okay to eat that crap. It clogs your arteries. It still does bad things to you. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm let's talking don't, about don't, me. I'm not talking about you.
4: No. Well, look, don't tell Bravo because you're going to be there today. Well, I will be
3: getting Bravo. That's I I, I <laughs> myself have some fun uh, on, on Friday that's for sure. I'm they so don't.
4: curious to know what your, uh, what your blood sugar and your arteries look like. I'm so oh, curious because oh, like, you're, you're a, sl- you're a slim guy and you, and, and you, and you, and you look young still, you look, you look very youthful, you know, yeah, so considering I'm, I'm 98, I, I look okay.
3: Uh, <laughs> Kevin said, Jerry, <laughs> save your ass. It's true. I, that That's my morning. I mean, I don't oh, get man. crazy. Like I know, you, you know, like, Cheerios are legitimately healthy for you. Like they're, they're very good for you. Yeah, um, yeah, Your heart. They do a lot of good things for fiber, the whole nine. So they help me, but there's too many other parts of the day where I'm not as health conscious. Let's oh, put it man. that way. All right. Sure. Yeah. All right. Sure.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, all right so uh, let's dig in. Cause we have two games Saturday, two games yes. tomorrow um, on the schedule. So let's start with this. Um, The Steelers play the Ravens. The Ravens have nothing to play for. You're not going to see a a Raven starter in sight. Okay. So they're, you know, forget that. But Pittsburgh does still have life. Listen to this scenario. All right. So they need to win and either Jags lose, Bills lose, Texans and Colts tie to get in. So they put themselves in a spot. Yeah. Where they have to win, but they also need help. And they're staying with Mason Rudolph. Um, you know, I would I would think that. I think Pittsburgh's defense is probably going to show up in this game, especially with Baltimore playing backups, uh, you would figure. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's not just a matter of winning. They need to win and get help. But because because they're the first game of the card, they're going to be going all out. So uh, I like Pittsburgh in this game.
4: You know, I like Pittsburgh in this game, too, because the Ravens have nothing to play for. But you remember, you always got guys on the back end of those rosters that's looking, you know, that's trying to make some money elsewhere, yeah. you know, try to, you know, show up and play and win the game. Um, who's home in this matchup? It's at Baltimore. Mm. Okay. Um Pittsburgh's I, played well there for some reason. Yeah, yeah. They the have years. I role with Pittsburgh in that matchup for the simple fact that the Ravens aren't starting anybody of importance. So I, I think regardless of what happens, and it's it's
3: unlikely Pittsburgh gets in, but I think it's yeah. obvious they need a they need a quarterback in the offseason. You know, whether that's take a run at a you know Russell Wilson or I, I I don't know what or you know, go the draft route again. It didn't really work out with Pickett. I think Pickett's Pickett, I don't think Pickett's a bust, but he's just kind of a guy. <laughs> I don't think he's special.
4: Yeah, he. You know what? He ha, he
3: has backup quarterback written all. The yes, years. he has ten, twelve year career, but not as
4: a starter. Yeah, like because he he's the kind of guy that guys don't mind playing with or playing for, yeah. but yep. he's just not good enough. He's not dynamic enough. But if you tell Kenny Piggy, Pickin, look, I need you to listen. Can you go two and two over the next four yeah. games? Can yeah, he go- can do that for sure. Yep. Can you go two and one over the He's Gardner Minshew, type. type. He's yeah, like, he he gives me that vibe, yeah. like that streaky quarterback, yeah. that just super tough, stands tall in the pocket. Because like he has all the traits you want in terms yeah. of just like how he's mentally made up. He yeah. stands tall in the pocket. He takes the hit. He's fearless. You know what I mean? He's a he's a gamer, but you know, just he's just not good enough. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and sometimes and sometimes that's just how life works. You just, mm-hmm. sometimes you're just not good enough, right? Yeah. And yeah, I agree. Um, you know.
3: All right. Let's go to the second game on Saturday. Texans and the Colts, there's a lot at stake here. Okay, so let's dive into this one. Um, So winner is in, okay? Uh, If the Jags, and if the Jags lose, they can win the division. So whoever wins this game coupled with the Jaguars' loss is the AFC South champions, Mm. okay? So this is massive, this game. There's a lot at stake here. Now, C.J. Stroud's back. We know, you know, Minshew's the guy there. You have two guys who are, you know, in the running, I think, for coach of the year. This game's in Indy. I kind of like Indy just with the home field advantage. But either way, I don't think anything would really shock me. Um, you know, the the line, The Vegas has the line at one and a half. Houston's, Houston's on the road and favored. Houston's favored by one and a half points on the road. What do you think now? that one?
4: Uh, man. Oh man, excuse me, got this cough and it won't it won't shake me. But um, I'm battling well, something well, too, brother. I'm, well, I'm not. Well, feeling I can't it shake up. it. I don't know what uh, it is, but yeah, I, I'm not feeling great either. So
6: yeah. <laughs>
4: um, but yeah, um, man, that AFC South is a is a division to watch for the next ten years, man. Yeah, um, it is. Yep. I'll say this though, I think Houston gets to win. I definitely think Houston gets to win, um, but I also think Jacksonville beats Tennessee. You know, Jacksonville has the has the biggest layup out of all those guys.
2: Yeah. Now, also, bad.
4: will Trevor Lawrence play? Is he healthy enough? Right. You know. Doug said yesterday he's still questionable. So a lot hinges on that. But the AFC South can get two teams in, and I think it's going to be Houston and Jacksonville.
3: Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That's interesting. I'm going to go Colts in that one. But again, I think it's a real coin flip game. I really do. Um, And you're right. The big thing with the Jags is we don't know about Trevor Lawrence right now. Uh, If the Jags win, it's pretty simple. They clinch the division. They control their own destiny here. So they win. They're in. Uh, They can lose and get in. There is, a like you said, there's a Jaguars uh, pathway to still getting in even with a loss,
4: but, you're them, obviously. But, if, but if the Steelers mess, win. Don't mess
3: around. Yeah, don't yeah mess around.
4: like if the Jags lose and Steelers win and, and or Colts or Texans win, Jags are out. I know.
3: Yeah, after a really good start to the season, that would be a highly disappointing
4: yeah. close. Yeah, they collapse collapsed on par with the Philadelphia Eagles. You it know, is. A, t- a team that's, that, that was playing very well, and then they just kind of fell off a cliff. Totally. Totally.
3: Yeah, it's uh, not good. Uh, all right, so let, let's go to a, dig into a couple other ones. Yeah. Um, vikings lions now the lions are pretty much locked into their spot here um so there's not a ton there but the vikings would have to win and tone i won't even start with the scenarios because we'll start losing people including you and i but they need a lot of help let's just put it through that way there's a lot of help needed for 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 the vikings to get in Um, i'm sorry (laughs) i know how my brain works and I know if you start throwing 14 scenarios at me, I, I'm like –
4: Remember – do you remember the other day? I think, yeah. Was that yesterday or the other day when I started naming all these scenarios? Oh, yeah. And we yeah. were all like, hold on, wait, time's up. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> I
3: know, I know, It's like I have no attention span. Oh, my right.
4: God. Listen to this, man. Um, yeah. Uh, they've won locked, – They locked their division down, obviously.
2: Detroit does, um,
4: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm They're saying the Vikings.
3: Like, yeah, the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. Though.
4: They're pretty much locked to this spot. Uh, Vikings, I don't think they won that game.
3: Oh, uh, really? You don't think they won? I, I can't trust anything that's going on with the Vikings at the quarterback spot. Yeah, yeah. Whether I just don't trust young that. Kid Hall, whether it's Mullins, whatever. Also,
4: I'm curious to see if we're going to have a Edmund Hooker sighting. I would love to see Hendon Hooker.
3: Oh, for Detroit, yeah,
4: yeah. Remember they drafted him? I think in the second or third round. I loved him out of um, Tennessee, yeah. The he quarterback, off the knee injury, yeah, yeah. He was one of the highly touted guys that he got hurt, and he's he's an older guy too. So, um, yeah, I'm curious to see what Hendon Hooker has. I hope I hope they play him at some point. I can't imagine we're gonna see Goff or any of those older guys. I can't. I you know, yeah. no way.
3: I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah, but yeah. Because,
4: because, because they have Teddy, Bridge, Teddy Bridgewater as a backup. We know who he is. I want to see Hendon Hooker.
3: Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Bridgewater gets a couple of a quarter, a quarter, you know, maybe a half, and then Hendon Hooker closes it for you,
4: maybe. Yeah, yeah, I would like that. Kind of like, like a
3: preseason approach?
4: It's possible. Yeah, I would like that. Um. All right, let, let's go to
3: a couple other scenarios here. So um, in the NFC, you got Falcons and the Saints. So the winner of that game tone wins the NFC South if Tampa loses. Okay. Mm. Falcon Saints winner coupled with a Tampa loss, whoever it is is in. That game's in New Orleans. Um I like the okay. Saints personally in this game. And yeah, I don't think ready. I don't we'll get to it, but I don't think Tampa loses, but that is the scenario. So there's a lot at yeah. stake for those two teams.
4: Yeah, Tampa has a layup. Um Carolina, that team is a team is tapped future, out. Just beyond belief. So and ba- Mayfield full practice today. Yeah, I'm rolling with Tampa Bay. I'm rolling with Tampa getting in. I think the Eagles are going into playing Tampa in the first round. So I do too.
3: I, like we talked about a little bit earlier, if I if I had to rank, I would go Falcons in in terms in terms of teams. I want Falcons, Saints, then Bucks. Bucks would be yeah. third at, at coming out of that South. Yeah. Um, because let's face it. I mean, Mayfield can. Get, I know they beat him earlier in the year, but Mayfield can get hot. You're dealing with Mike Evans with a, an Eagle secondary that is very questionable. You know, you still have Chris God uh, Godwin. He's got some weapons there, um, and and the kid Rashad White's done a pretty nice job for them uh, stepping in too, the running back. So, um, yeah, I, I think we're all in agreement. It, it it won't matter ultimately, but I think the Saints do beat the Falcons in that game. But I think Tampa takes care of their business.
4: Um, yeah, man. Um, Tampa Tampa is interesting because they went on a crazy run. They were four and seven at one point, and then they yeah. just won, knocked off four in a row and eight and seven. They lost the, uh, lost the Saints once, or they put them at eight and eight. So, props to yeah, Ty
3: Bowles. Ty Bowles did a good job.
4: Yeah, for sure. Props to Ty Bowles. Props to Baker Mayfield as well for you know just you know playing out of his mind the past yeah. few weeks. So I think
3: I think he got himself in a nice deal in in uh, Tampa. In yeah, look,
4: look, look, let's really think about this, right? You know, and I know this is not what, what we're talking about, but Baker Mayfield on the season, uh thirty nine hundred passing yards right now. Still has the games left. Uh, Twenty eight passing touchdowns, ten interceptions. I mean, it's a good year. Very, very, very good year. I would take that. You know, a completion percentage. You know, could be a little higher. He has six. He has sixty-four percent right now. But um, it's Jalen at sixty-six. I mean, it's it's okay. You know, yeah, Jalen at sixty-six. Six. Yeah. And look, man, I he could Baker could very well end the season with thirty touchdowns, ten interceptions, four
3: thousand, four thousand yard. yards.
4: Yeah. Like Baker's bought. Baker has has kind of had a resurgence this year.
3: Yeah yeah good, good, good work out of him for sure. Yeah. uh all right let's go Bears Packers. So again, this one's pretty cut and dry. Green Bay takes care of their business. They're in. I don't think that this game's a lock. Chicago's been a little dangerous lately,
4: haven't they It's a it's, bit. It's, it's it's uh it's interesting, and I know Chicago would it would make them feel great if they ruined the Packers playoff chances. um you know what? This is going to sound kind of like a little. Who's who's home in this matchup? It's at Green Bay. I don't know what it is. I kind of like Chicago in this game.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I like What's Chicago the, in this game. Let's me, let me see what the
3: spread is on this.
4: Uh, the spread is, uh, what is it? It's minus three.
3: Yeah, Green Bay's minus three. I I would maybe grab Chicago
4: with the points there in that one. Yeah, I like I like Chicago in this game, man. Um, so listen, Chicago, they're if they end the season eight and nine. Yeah, you know yeah. that's an improvement from the year before. You know, right. listen, if, listen. It's, if Rome wasn't built in the day, you want to build something sustainable. You got to go through the lumps and bruises. So I think they, need, I, I think they need to commit to uh, Justin Fields, man. Ride, rock, rock, out, rock out with him at least into the end of the contract and see what he is.
3: I think they do actually. I mean, it's it's going to be really hard because it to be really tempting because you're going to have the number one overall pick and you're going to have year pick too. So there's a lot of things that you could do there. I, I like your scenario you pointed out yesterday where you said you trade back. Um, I like that grab Harrison and then maybe get an offensive lineman or whatever, or or go defense heavy. But mm-hmm. I would when they keep in mind they made some trades. Remember they traded for Montez Sweat also.
4: Yeah. Um, yes, they did. Yes, yes. You know so what?
3: Maybe they go O line with that second pick after Harrison.
4: I put I put it to you this way, you know, I'll go I'll trade back, get Marver Harrison, and then at that point I'm going best available. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm going. I'm going. Listen, that the, their team. That team needs talent. I'm right. going best available at that point. But if I think Ibraflus
3: is back, and I think Fields is going to be the starting quarterback. I
4: think Ibraflus and, and Fields both both deserve another season together. Yep, absolutely.
3: All right. Uh, elsewhere. Um, we. So here it is, tying into the Eagles. Oh, if the Cowboys beat the Commanders, they win the division. They're the two seed. Done deal. That's all they have to do is win. Mm-hmm. Um eagles need to win and get help from the cowboys losing to the commanders now dallas is like a 12 and a half 13 point favorite in this game but but they lost to the commanders there last year now there wasn't as much at stake for them but still and we all know but they, dallas but they, but they played world.
4: every starter as well like it, it wasn't much at stake but they still played every starter because they assumed that because they still had a chance that the eagles um if, if, if a couple of things happened they would have got that division so um I don't see them. Pl- I don't see them playing the starters this go around, but they may because they know the Eagles are on their tails. So you never know. You're saying you don't see the Cowboys playing their starters? Well, well at first I didn't, but then I was like, they may have to because oh, the they're right there. Yeah, they will. Yeah, wow. yeah. and they're gonna. Tr- you know, they're gonna blow the doors off them probably. So
3: I, I tend to think they're gonna win pretty big too. So we'll yeah. see. All right, um, Seattle, Arizona. So Seattle needs to win, and they need the Packers to lose. I like Seattle in the game. I think Arizona might have an emotional letdown for the Eagles game a little mm-hmm. bit. I could see that. And, and if our scenario plays out where Chicago wins, Seattle gets in. If Chicago knocks the Packers off, Seattle wins the game, they're in. So there's life there.
4: Yeah, I think um, I think Seattle is going to end up getting in. Um, I, I really think Chicago is going to shock the Packers. I, re- I, re- I really believe that. So I'm rolling. I'm I'm rolling with that. I'm rolling with the. Uh, what is it? With uh, Seattle, Arizona. Seattle, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm rolling with Seattle at Arizona. All
3: right. Uh, this but, is the biggie. This is the biggie. The Sunday night game, the Bills and the Dolphins. So the winner of this. What a
4: way to end the season! I love it. it, it.
3: Is, it's perfect. Uh, the winner of this game clinches the AFC East and the number two seed in the AFC. Miami mm. has already clinched a playoff spot. So Miami's in, but here's the big one. Buffalo loses. There's a scenario where there's a bunch of other stuff that has to happen. They don't get in, like we talked about earlier. Right. So it is a massive swing game. The, the, the variance here for, for Buffalo is huge in this game. That's why love- they got
4: to just win. They got to just win. Just, just win. win yeah, you don't
3: have to worry about any of that stuff. I I, I love what's going on with Buffalo right now um Miami's really banged up i mean waddle Mostert, uh Tyree kill still in a boot and not to mention you know his house fire yesterday and, and, right, and there's right. a lot going on there um with Miami so it, it, this feels like a bills game i think the bills uh, keep it rolling they beat them earlier in the year i think they 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 roll into Miami and do it again
4: yeah i agree um i think i think i think buffalo is just on a mission right now I, I have a hard time believing they can be stopped um, at this rate, man. I think Buffalo is going to be in the AFC Championship. If I'm being honest with you, so I'm rolling. I'm definitely rolling with Buffalo in that game. Um, the, 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 the Dolphins just have so many injuries in key spots. They lost two uh, two of their starting edge rushers and Bradley Chubb and Jalen just Jalen Phillips. Yeah. Um, you know, I just have a hard time believing that they can even make some noise in the playoffs because of the injuries and because of just the the shaky nature of the situation.
3: Let me ask you, they're already in, but what's your, what's your vibe here? Your sense of the chiefs? Uh, does it just feel like they're in that same category? The Eagles are in. It's just so mm-hmm. hard when you get to the Super Bowl and win it or lose it, that the next year, something just off. Is that, is, is that yeah. your sense of the uh, chiefs?
4: Yeah. Here's the thing, right? If, Let's say okay. Let's say Miami stays the number two seed. If Miami stays, that's the number two seed. Baltimore They'll, one, and, Miami two. Yep. And um, the Chiefs. That means the Chiefs have to face the Bills in the first round, right? Uh, yeah. Because the yeah, so if the Bills stay at the the, in my opinion, the Chiefs need to be rooting for the Bills because I firmly believe if the Chiefs and the Bills meet in the in the wild card round, the Chiefs are going to be one and done. Mm. I strongly believe that. They're going to lose at home to the Bills. So they need to be rooting for the Bills right now. I think it's going to be really uh,
3: fascinating to watch them operate on the road because they haven't had to do that. Mahomes Mm -hmm. hasn't had to do that. You're right. you know. right. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I think it's going to be really, really fun to watch to see what ends up happening there with them. I don't know, man. They felt off all year, especially –
4: The Super Bowl, the two the two teams for the Super Bowl last year could be very could very well be one and done in the playoffs. For sure. It's very possible. Yeah. Have you have we ever seen that? I don't know. That's right. In both
3: conferences. I don't know. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great point, man. I didn't I didn't really even think about that too much, but it's a good question. You know, exactly. I, obviously, you're an Eagles fan. You're hoping that's not the case. but
4: Obviously not. Obviously. And I don't want that to be the case. I'm going to make them make that very clear. I don't want that to be a case. But we have to weigh every option when we talk about this thing. Right. It's right. We up time and giving you guys something to bite into. Um, we definitely got to weigh all the options, weigh all the scenarios in this situation. And it's very possible that both Super Bowl teams from last year could be one and done because yeah. of them, because of, you know, matchups or whatever it may be. Funny things happen in the playoffs. Um, if I had to bet, I definitely think the Eagles can beat the Buccaneers, Mm -hmm. but you know anything can happen in the playoffs. No, I got you. All right, so um,
3: you know, basically any other games, we try to get you as many games with with scenarios, with playoff scenarios, implications, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, really, any any other game um that that has any meaning, it's more for you know a coach to maybe be back like. I'll give you an example um Belichick is is very uh he's under the weather he's he's not feeling well so um he did a zoom today and which he normally meets with them in person so a lot of people who thought initially oh this this is they just don't want him dealing with the with the press and it's not that he's just sick but that's going to be probably the most interesting coaching scenario this off season is what happens with him you know, does he leave? Is it a mutual parting of the ways? Is he traded? Does he resign? Is he fired? And then then the speculation begins, where does he go? Like, that's going to be, I think, that as far as the coach watch thing, that's the biggest one.
4: Yeah, I'm also curious about that Denver-Vegas matchup as well. Um, can Antonio Pierce finish strong at home? Yeah. Um, you know, to solidify or, stre- or or at least strengthen his case mm-hmm. um, to be their head coach? Um if I'm if I'm the Raiders organization, I don't overthink this. I get in early with Antonio Pierce and I extend him for the next two to three seasons. Give him at least a min- at minimum a two year deal to see what he can do with this team. Just to see, mm-hmm. get him yeah, get him a two or three year deal. You yep. know, nothing no, no, nothing nothing gargantuan. Not, not a five year. Just give give him a give him a three year deal. What can you do with this team in three years? Let's just see how they respond to you. Yeah, I mean,
3: I. I, you know, one of the things that has been interesting is the, the star players on the team have really taken up for him. Now, I, I'm not saying that's solely why you make a decision if you're management, obviously, but it can't hurt him. You know, he's getting the backing of Devontae Adams and Max Crosby and, in, in, in the you know, your your best players having your back helps. And they've been very public with it. So. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But and, and you know, mind, he's a, when you have a whack job owner, you never know what could happen.
4: Yeah, when with that kind of a... haircut. Yeah, it's definitely, um, <laughs> you definitely don't know what's going on. He looks like a friar.
3: Dude, it, like, either wear a hat or or if it's a rug, get a better rug. Or he if looked, that's really he, the haircut,
4: what are you doing, man? He looks like a friar, doesn't yeah,
3: he? Yeah, that's what he looks like. like yeah, he looks like the San Diego
4: Padre. It looks, <laughs> that's what he looks like. Yeah, man, so... Uh, Antonio Pierce, man, I'm rooting for you, sir. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think the Raiders made a mistake before when they let the special teams guy go that took over for um, John Gruden.
3: I agree. He's I in think
4: Green Bay. Yep. I think that was a massive mistake. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they don't overthink it this this go around. They just say, you know, let's just keep it in house. Let's roll with it. Let's not have too much too much turbulence, too many changes. We've had a rough 2023. Let's just go with what we know right now. Let, you know, let him take over as a head coach, see what, you know, see what he brings in, see what his game plan is, you know, let's, you know, let's, let's help, let's help him fill his staff out and let's just, let's just create some form of stability for our players.
3: All right, let's come back. Uh, We have an angry receiver. We have a running back with a new home. Uh, We'll update you on a bunch of other stuff as well when we dig into our NFL segment. When we come back, don't go anywhere. Tony Shields, Rob Ellis, Sports Take. All right, let's talk about Flint Tree Services. Flint Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face, and they are experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flint Tree Services specializes in tree removal, as well as stump grinding and tree pruning. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flint Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. that's flint
10: LEX Eagles,
3: We're back. Our number three of the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. He's Tone. I am Rob on this Friday. We got plans. You got any plans for the weekend, Tone? What do we have going on?
4: Oh man. So gotta pick up, gotta, gotta pick up this chest from Ashley Furniture. Uh Going to the gym, I mentioned that.
2: <clears throat>
4: what else I got to do? Um, going to the library. Me and my wife want to get some library cards. Um, what else? Um, you know, I think I'm going to do. A, I think I have. A, I think I'm going to do a football 24 seven on Saturday with John McMillan. So we make sure you guys are, are looking out for that.
2: Okay.
4: Um, but yeah, my Saturday, my Saturday is pretty, you know, pretty jam packed. But I'm going. I'm going to find some time to you know take it easy and just relax. So. Um, yeah, hey man. What about you? What you got planned for the weekend? Work? Um, yes. Besides
3: <laughs> that, um, I so we finally got, like, the basement's done now. Like, I, it finally finished, right? I got the, the guys installed the carpets yesterday. Paint's huh. done. Ceiling's done. Everything's done. So now what we have to do is move everything back, back down, down there right. that was, like, jammed into, you know, like, the the dining room area and all that kind of stuff. And we're going to rearrange some things. We don't want to leave it the same way it was previously, so I got to do that, and then I got to um, just rebuild my my uh, my studio at home. Yeah, basically. Which, which, yeah, which I haven't been able to, to do in a while. So that's, I think that's going to be on the agenda tomorrow. I think I'll be knocking some of that out tomorrow. See how no, it goes. No, Yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward to getting back to being able to. You know how you know I've you've seen the shots. I've been scattered all over the place.
4: You've been uh you've been a nomad, my friend. (laughs) You've been uh you've been uh, moving around. You you listen. You've been making it work, and um I appreciate you, man. You know this. These past few months have been filled with um our fair share of um you know having to be adaptable and flexible to whatever's going on, and um I think uh I think you've done an amazing job at doing so, my friend. Well, hey man, um, back at
3: you. I I, I appreciate you. You make it easy. Um, all right. So let's hit a couple things here. So, Dalvin Cook, we talked about it yesterday, right? He's going to end up somewhere. So, the Jets cut him. You call him. Yeah. Ravens, right? Ravens make too much sense for him there. And boy, man, can you imagine if he really contributes? I know he didn't do much with the Jets. I get it. And yeah. some people
4: think he made Did anybody do anything with the Jets?
3: <laughs> yeah. I felt like anybody who was there was doomed to begin with. Um, but it feels like a very Ravens move, very smart move. Um, I, I, you know, it's good insurance. They have going into the postseason, you know. I, I try and get him a couple reps this weekend, just just to get him going a little, and then see what happens, you know.
4: Yeah, I agree. I think it's a great move um, by the Ravens. Look, listen, they know how close they are, and they know, and they, and they know this is it. They gotta, they know it's Super Bowl of us, and, and yeah. they know they have the team. They got the offense, the defense to do so. They got the head coach. They check every box, and they right. know at this point all they got to do is make sure they got enough bullets in the gun, and make sure to execute and limit the mistakes, and they can pretty much win it all. So. Um, they 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 understand that, and they're not they're not leaving no stone unturned. Also, they've had a lot of injuries at the running back position too throughout the season. So, um, yep. they they know they need to make sure that they have an insurance policy, and Dalvin Cookie's not a bad one. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, nice move there. All right, so
3: I'm uh, on Ross Saint Brown, who is a phenomenal receiver for the Lions. Um, he's he's not biting his tongue, Tone. He's none too happy that he wasn't selected to the Pro Bowl. He's an alternate. Um, so if you remember, we talked about this, I guess, yesterday, Ceedee lamb, Mike Evans, AJ Brown, Puka Nakua. Now hard to really argue any of those guys. They're all really good and have had Mm -hmm. excellent seasons, but Amara St. Brown's got 112 catches, 1300 yards receiving and 10 touchdowns. The guy's an absolute monster. I get it. You know, he's also one of those guys. He's a chip on his shoulder guy. Like he was a fourth Mm -hmm. round pick and he can recite off the top of his head, every receiver that went before him. So he's got mm-hmm. he's that guy. So this is just more fuel to the fire for him.
4: Yeah. Uh you know, here's the thing. Out of all those guys that was picked, right? C.D. Lamb, AJ Brown, Puga Nakua, and Mike Evans, right? Those are the four guys that were chosen, correct? Yes. Those guys, they've they haven't missed a game. Amon Ra, he has. And I'm not saying that's all I'm saying is those guys that play one more game than you. And three of the guys have better three of the guys have better numbers than you. Um, I don't know, man. Like you he has a he has he he has an argument, right? He has uh more catches than Mike Evans, he has more yards than Mike Evans, um, he doesn't have as many touchdowns. But if I had to, you know, i put it to you this way, right? i put it put you this way. It was up to me. I wouldn't I wouldn't have put Puka Naku in. He's a rookie. Got you know, it. I, I wouldn't have did it. I would have. I would have got Ceedee Lamb, AJ Brown, Amari Saint, Brown, Mike Evans. I would have did that. Hmm. Um, I felt like you know. But then again, you look at DJ Moore, and he's like, okay, well, what about me though? You know what I mean? DJ Moore. He's another one who's kind of been disgruntled about it. Um, you no, know, ninety two catches, thirteen hundred yards, eight touchdowns. I mean, look, it's it, it, it's it's been tough, man. It's been tough. It's, so I mean it, it's not it's not like he got snubbed for some for some for some scrubs you know what I mean mm-hmm. AJ Brown and CD Lamb have easily been the two best receivers in the NFC easily without Yeah, Yeah no, no doubt uh it, it's, it's it's hard man anytime
3: you're you're selecting from a position like that somebody's going to be snubbed you know somebody's somebody's going to be shorted somebody's going to be slighted it's just the way it goes
4: Yeah 24 receivers this season have accumulated over um thousand yards mm-hmm. now if i exclude a tight end then that means 23 receivers this year have gone over a thousand yards this year 23 receivers have gone over a thousand yards so it's still uh, being a thousand yard receiver is still um it's still something that deserves respect and credence because right. there's 32 teams in the nFL and only 23 receivers have gone over a thousand yards so Obviously, it is not something that every team has at their disposal. Um, and sometimes, you know, and some of these teams got two players that got over a thousand yards, like the um, Dolphins, Dolphins got two receivers over a thousand yards, the Eagles, uh, the Eagles got two receivers over a thousand yards. Um, who else do we have here? The um, the uh, the Jesus Christ, how am I, how, how am I blanking on this? The 49ers, the 49ers have. Two players over a thousand yards, Brent Ayuk and and uh Debo. D no, not Debo. Debo actually only has eight hundred and seventy something receiving yards. Um, George Kittle. Kittle yeah. has over a thousand yards, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so it's, it's 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 tough, man. It's tight. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's tight. only
2: somebody
4: it's only somebody could choose from. So, but again, look that's the thing that's
3: fueled this guy his whole career. It'll just keep fueling him. Like it's 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 all good, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um All right, I I can't – you know, we can't seem to escape this, but the the Jets have voted Aaron Rodgers their most inspirational teammate. (sighs) Your thoughts? Because I don't have any anymore with this guy. Yo – Just, just just get get away from me, please. What is he? What is he? Jesus, like like, they've been so. By the way, the whole year they've been kissing his
4: ass, kissing
3: his like, like, dude. I get it for everything he did for Green Bay. Fine, you've been there for five minutes.
4: He's done nothing for you. He's done nothing for you. Oh my god! Except running up a tunnel with the American flag, he's done nothing for you. And they they've gone above and beyond kissing his tushy and. It's like, come on, dog. Really? Now we now now we're making up awards for you know for his guy. Right. Most inspirational. What, what are we doing here, man? I, I um, know. It's exhausting. It, look, it's the Jets. Yeah. Call call fireman ed. It's mm-hmm. the Jets. <laughs> uh speaking of, so
3: Nathaniel Hackett says fixing the Jets offense starts with me uh going into next year. I bet. Okay. Uh okay. So the here's the problem. You're the Jets, right? You're banking on a now 40, what is he, 41, 40, 41, whatever he is, oh, uh, really? a, a quarterback coming off a, an Achilles to be sort of your savior again. You better have the smarts. And they let they let Mike White walk, who I think is a pretty decent backup. They let him mm-hmm. walk to Miami. They better have the smarts to get a real backup quarterback in there next year
4: mm-hmm. with, with a quarterback that's that age. Yeah, man, I think they're going to have to lean on our running game more than ever. Um, you don't want to put that guy, you want you want you want him to last as much as possible. Yeah. As well for as long as possible. You know, but Aaron Rodgers, we know it's not a talent issue with him. So so he he has to he has to stay healthy, man. He has to stay healthy. the the, the, the Jets have leveraged a lot. Mm. Leveraged a lot for this guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: He better at least get them to a conference or divisional round. He better. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Did you realize so the the
3: Browns are going to rest Flacco cuz they have they don't have anything to play for. They're going to start Jeff Driscoll. Mm-hmm. They've started five different quarterbacks this year. Five. And they 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 if they even tried this weekend to win, they could have won their 12th game. That's
4: amazing. I got to give credit to the Browns, man. The organization, give credit to the coach. For keeping things together, keeping the team engaged, not allowing that, not allowing them to give up at any point when things got a little tight. Gotta give credit where credit is due. Give credit to Joe Flacco for revitalizing his career. He's on a he's on the Nick Foles trajectory right now. Hundred percent. Um, like, yo, what if the Browns shock us all and win it all? Like,
3: seriously. I know. I, I'm telling you, Flacco does have Nick Foles vibes. He's when just he, locked in, and, and,
4: and, and when he's in the playoffs, he he's like, tough. Like, like that, um, that run when they won the Super Bowl, he, yeah, he, was, he was awesome on the lights road. out on, on the, the road. road. Yep, he was lights out during that run. So yeah, look, man, yep. I have no idea who's going to win it all this year. Yep. No idea. We can pretend like we know. We can mm-hmm. pretend like, oh, these. We have no idea who's going to win it all this year. And I love that about the NFL.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, I agree. I agree. And the the one thing you knew he still had, he does still have the cannon. He still has a big time arm. Um, you mm. know but but he's just playing much better quarterback rather than just being a guy who can you know throw a deep ball or whatever um so that yeah that I thought that was uh that was kind of interesting that they've gone through five now at this point man that, that is that is crazy uh so damar Hamlin is the NFLpa community MVP uh winner for week 18. he organized a toy drive for children near Pittsburgh where he grew mm. up um, he dressed as Santa Claus, distributed 2000 toys, 50 bikes. You know, look, I don't know what's going to happen with this guy going forward as a football player, but he, he is he's going to he's already led an incredibly uh, productive life for other people. You know, um, not only the inspiration for coming back from what he came back from, but also now that they have all those defibrillators available on fields and, they, and they're, they're working on getting him at every college and high school too. Mm-hmm. Um, that all that he's done for both Buffalo and the Pittsburgh community where he grew up, Th- this guy is a he's a winner as a human being, man.
4: Yeah, yeah, you know he's doing an amazing job. Um, you know leveraging, um, what happened to him and to making sure he can prevent it from happening to other players. Um, you know doing great work in the community. Um, seems like a good dude. Seems like a genuine dude. And um, still playing the game he loves, man. Got a good credit credits is dude. Just returning, having the confidence, the faith. You know, and you know whatever you know, having having, listen, you don't get back in that field without having some kind of faith in some kind of higher power, man.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, no, you know, you know, you know, going through what he went through. So, look, kudos to him, credit to him, all the work he's put in, credit to his family, credit to his team. Um, just you know, just you know, just a great story.
3: Yeah. All right. Let me um, let me circle back to the Eagles here. I thought this was an interesting story. Olivia Reiner, uh, who is one of the Eagles writers for the um, Philadelphia Inquirer, she talked to Hassan Reddick about the adjustment from Desai to Matt Patricia. And Hassan Reddick said, quote, it's a hard thing to do. Um, It's our job at the end of the day, so it's not complaints about it. But, yes, uh, that was definitely a hard thing, right? You spent so much time with 1DC and learning a new DC at that, at the beginning of the year and trying to learn everything that he wants us to do is terminology, the way he calls things. And then, you know, toward the end of the season, we switch, but like I said, at the end of the day uh, it must get done. Um, that's what the higher ups felt, um, you know, it was necessary. We needed to get it done in order to, to try to perform at our best. And, and I don't know, like, do, are we thinking about that as much? Like we're, we're, we've, we've talked about quite a bit how, you know, defensively they're not the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, that they were even when Desai was here. But, you know, when you hear Hassan Reddick lay it out like that, it's like, is that yet another reason why you shouldn't have done this?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think the change is going to bite him in behind at some point. Yeah. Um, because even though at the time, right, you know, hindsight is 2020, 20, but even at the time, I think you and I both were like, I think we welcome the change. Yep. But yeah, I didn't but... think it
3: was all Desai's fault, but I don't think he did a good job either.
4: Right, right. So it was kind of like, how can you defend them? So it's was like, okay, you're changing. But then how they handled it was a mess. And then, you know, it was just the timing. You didn't give your team enough time to really acclimate to this change. It's almost like you got to ask yourself, were they would, would they have been better served just sticking with the side than firing him in the offseason? Like, would they be been better served?
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean and, and you think about it, you're asking these, the players, when I say these guys, I mean the players, you're asking them. So he took over what Seattle, right? So it was Seattle, Giants, Cardinals. So you're asking him over the court that these guys over the course of the last four games and then into the playoffs to totally like recalibrate. And I, I don't. I'm sure it's not they didn't do wholesale sweeping changes. And I know Desai is still there, mm-hmm. but still, I mean, if a guy like Hassan Redick is saying that, I'm sure other guys feel the same way. You right. know.
4: Of course, of course, you know, I, I have no doubt that a lot of those guys, you know, I think the locker room was split on Desai. And I think they're split on Patricia. You know what I mean? And that's a bad place to be. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I agree. And it, you add on top of all that, that you don't have enough personnel, that you have some guys who are underachieving, mm-hmm. you know, and I think confidence is at an all-time low on that side of the ball. It's tough. I mean, look, on the positive note, we, there hasn't been a lot of positive this week, admittedly. But on a positive note, you are getting pretty healthy. Like you're going to have slay back for the first playoff game. You're going to have um, Zach Cunningham back. Probably this, this game Sunday, mm-hmm. um, you, you got Maddox back. looks like he's, he's full bore and, and ready to rock and roll. So you're as good as you could be at the linebacker spot. You're as healthy as you've been since like week two at the, at the cornerback uh, position. So if you're ever going to perform at your best, you're you're definitely your healthiest right now.
4: Agreed, agreed. Um, it's now or never for this team. Can they can they do something magical? Can they all of us? You know, and here's the thing about the playoffs, right? You just need because they're because they're not. So the where is it? Can you string together four games of mediocre defense? Can you string together four games of? Of oh, just okay, yeah. Just okay defense. <coughs> yep. And offense. Can you string together four games of just relentless offense? Can you do that? Can you, for this small amount of time, get hot? Anything's possible. Mm-hmm. And we'll find out. I don't know. You know, Eagles fans, you tell me. Like how 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 possible is it for I I really want to know about the Eagles fans, right? Because I really want to check the temperature with you guys in the live chat. Can this defense string together four games of just okay, mediocre level defense? Can they do it? Well, I think you're –
3: and I agree with your line of thinking. Like, you don't have to be great. You got to be able to not get killed in the run game, have a decent pass rush, and create a turnover here and there. (sighs) I, I, you know, and it's not asking that much, but that's, you know, and then let your offense flourish. If you can do that, if you can get decent defensive play, I don't see any reason why this team can't be really dangerous here. Honestly, if the defense looks anywhere near the way it's looked the last four or five weeks, it's over. You might win one game, but you're not winning the second game. Yeah. So that's all you're asking from these guys is just be okay.
2: Just Go out okay. there and be okay. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Just be okay. That's all. Like, can you guys hold the team to under 24 points, under 23 points? Can you do that is that? Is that – like, somebody – tell me, is is that asking for a lot? Rob, is that asking for a lot for this defense to hold a team to 23 or 24 points?
3: I think that's asking a lot. Here's what I would say. I I would be satisfied with, like, 27. I'd be satisfied with that. Like, if that's Mm. the case, I think the defense can – I mean, the offense can get 28 to 30. That's what I think. Yeah. You know, 27's not a lot to ask. I mean, that's that's a real fair ask uh for a defense. Yeah,
4: that twenty-seven is more fair than what I'm asking,
3: right? So yeah, I think that's gonna be a challenge to yours, yeah. you know. 23 with this I think that that ship sailed, even with even with them healthy. Yo, um, this, this live chat is hilarious.
4: <laughs> El Moto says better chance of winning the lotto total. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. This is why I like talking directly to you guys, man, because you guys are hilarious. Well, too. I mean,
2: yeah.
3: I it, it, Do I – again, there's there's two different questions here. Do I think it's possible? Yeah. Do I think it's probable?
4: probable. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what do we come to, man? Why have they done this to us this season? Look, let, let, let's, let, let's just – what do we got? We got a few minutes left in this segment. Yeah, yeah. What? Let's let's just be emotional for the next five minutes. Why right. are they doing this to us, Rob? What have we done to deserve this? Well, it, haven't, we we, haven't we been loyal? Haven't we? Haven't we invested in this franchise? Haven't we bought the gear to Kelly Green? <laughs> haven't ha, haven't we done enough?
3: Think about what we have gone through the last year. You're up ten and half, and you lose a Super Bowl. God. You have a, yet an, an opportunity in the second round with the Sixers to drive a stake through the chest of the Celtics in game right. six and seven and you lay down. Oh my God. Then you go to uh, game six of an NLCS where you're killing that, that other team going home where you destroy everybody and you choke up the last two games of that. If you're the Phillies. Yeah. and the flyers forget about it but like yeah. so like in three different sports and,
4: and the philadelphia union as well they they made it to the big game the the final championship they lost to la right or was it yeah a, that uh, was this not this season but the
3: past one but past you're right, one. it like it, 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 it kind of falls into that umbrella so mm-hmm. you have all of that that whole backdrop and then the the whole year your eyes were telling you one thing with the eagles yet the scoreboard was telling you something else and now it's gotten to the point where they've lost four or five and you're like Mm. damn you too i thought you were the exception you weren't gonna break <laughs> i our thought heart. you were
4: the exception <laughs> yeah man
3: i thought you weren't gonna break our heart like everybody else did and here we are right and the eagles are doing the same exact thing and they're they're almost doing it like in this slow motion fashion where it's like the, you know death by a thousand cuts death by a thousand cuts because it really on especially on the defensive side but offensively too they haven't exactly you know shined either so yeah man it's it's been a it's been rough and you know, just think about it. Two minutes ago, we were talking. We were asking the defense not to give up twenty-five points per game. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how did we get there? This is a team that was in the top three in everything last year. Basically, I mean, they were number one against the pass. I think they were top five or top six in scoring. They were the number one sack team. The only thing they didn't do really well was stop the run. But they did almost everything else well. They took the ball away at a high rate. You know, et cetera, et cetera. And now it's like it has really fallen off. That's the thing that you worry about the most going into this off season, You you got, you know, a defensive line that under underperformed. Why do they underperform? Is Jordan Davis a player or isn't he? Um, what is the Kobe Dean? What is Nolan Smith? What, what are you going to do with that secondary that's with Slay and Bradbury that age? What are you going to do with Montee Maddox who can't stay healthy? Right. What are you going to do with the other safety spot next to Reed Blankenship? There's so and who's going to be the coordinator of them? There's so many questions
4: on the defensive side. Yeah, man. Um, so many questions, not enough answers. Uh, too many problems, not enough solutions. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a song. Uh, no, but I think so. I think that's
3: that's that's really what you ask yourself. And and how much of it is just like we talked about this year? You're coming off the Super Bowl, and shit happens. And now, you know, you you, you try not to go too far overboard with things like. Like, that's where I I fall on the the Sirianni thing. I'm like, look, this guy did get him to a Super Bowl last year. They Mm -hmm. are going to still be a playoff team this year. They were a playoff team this first year. Like, to me, that's not fireable. I know this year has been bad. I really do. But I think he deserves to be back unless, like we talked
4: about, these last two games are a total just nightmare. Here's the thing, right? He's going to be back because they can't afford to have to go into the offseason with that much instability. They have right. too much to fix on defense for them to even think about looking for a head coach, and then that goes into offense and coordinator, and then your whole staff gets. They have a lot to do, and I and, and, and I and I don't know if they're going to want to ha- even have to deal with the head coaching position in this offseason. So I think for I think because of everything they're going to have to do on the defensive side and all that kind of stuff, I wouldn't be surprised if they just rock out with Nick Sirianni for another season and just see if this year was an anomaly.
3: Yeah, I also don't think they want to be one of those organizations that every every three years your coach gets bounced. You know, right. I mean
2: right. yeah.
3: that you don't want to be that. And and you know, Doug, it was it was pretty quick after the Super Bowl and pretty swift. Yeah.
4: And because if you, because if you want to be technical, post Andy, if they if they were to fire Nick, it'd be what three different head coaches within Chip the past was three t- years. What did
3: Doug last? Five. Five. And then, and then it would be it would be three for Nick. Yeah, you don't want to start
4: becoming. Yeah, that. yeah, you don't want to have three different head coaches in the past 10, 12 years. You don't want that, right? You don't want that but, on your resume.
3: I and I also think that they look at it, and, and you know, when they're trying to be fair about this, yeah, this year's looked bad, but still, I mean, the guy did lead us to a Super Bowl last year. So I, I also think this is a self reflection thing for for Howie and Jeffrey Lurie. You know, they they did make some mistakes that didn't help out their head coach. They do have certain philosophies that maybe they need to amend a little bit. Mm-hmm. So they need to also understand that this is on them also, not just on Nick, not just on certain players that let them down, you know, and, and I think, you know, Jalen hurts um, while his numbers are good. We know he wasn't as good as he was last year. And that's, you know, you're supposed to be ascending at his age, exactly. he's not an older player where you Hey, he's going to take a little step back. No, I mean, that's not where, where he is.
4: Exactly, I agree. Um, he 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 should he sh- look and again the turnovers that's the only blemish, and and I think turno- and just how turnovers for the defenses are, you know, by chance and fluky and you know it's kind of hard to legislate that kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I think same thing goes for the offensive side. I think Jalen Hurts. I, I think he just had one of those years where everything else was pretty much statistically on par. He just 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 uh, some bad decisions sprinkled in in there. So yeah. I think um, I think he'll be fine in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, he just has to continue to do what he does and yeah. you know, be a grinder. And that's exactly who he is.
3: All right, let's get one in. Let's come back. So we will give our storylines for the game, our predictions, and also Sixers play the Knicks tonight. We'll do some flyers. we got a bunch of other things that we'll hit when we come back. So don't go anywhere. Tone to Shields, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back.
8: I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We were big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street. And uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget.
3: Final segment of the program. Appreciate you guys hanging with us on this Friday. We are uh, Sports Day, Tone and Rob. All right, so let's talk a little Sixers, uh, Tone. They uh, played tonight against the Knicks. Sixers are twenty three and ten. Knicks are nineteen and fifteen. Uh, they come in. They made the move last week to get OG Anunoby from uh, Toronto. So he comes over here. Jalen Brunson having a great year, uh, as as no no surprise considering what he's done since he's gotten to the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Um, but he comes back to the Philadelphia area where he paid, played his college ball against Villanova now. It looks like the Sixers will be without DeAnthony Melton, um, but pretty much everybody else good to go, including Embiid. Uh, I like the Sixers. I like the Sixers to take care of business, continue to take care of business here. And and they've been just fun to watch this year more than anything else.
4: Yeah, I agree. I think the Sixers are going to do a great job of, you know, taking care of business like they always have. Um, I love how impactful the role players have been as of late. Um, not just on a scoreboard, but um, they've just been doing their jobs and buying in. You know, we were were talking to Keith Pompey earlier this week, and you know, he was saying how you know, we I I don't don't know if I've really seen a a group of role players really lean in like this the way these guys have, and Mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't know what this what this this, the ceiling is of this Philadelphia 76ers team, and that's a good place to be, also a scary place to be as well, Mm -hmm. but. When you think about a team that we've always looked at them as second round, you know, second round blunders. Right. You know, to not know what their ceiling is now actually probably is the best feeling in the world. Because I agree with you. In the other time we know what the ceiling is in the second round now, I have no idea.
3: Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it's uh, it's they've been a fun watch. But go back to your point with the role players. All right. So you take Embiid, Maxi, you sort of take Harris out of it because he's. He's more than just a role player, I think, uh, and he's certainly being paid like that. But everybody else really fits it nicely, like Kelly Oubre, instant offense, right? The Anthony Melton, uh, you know, defense, deflections, do some Mm -hmm. dirty work, hit a three for you. Batum makes every right play, knows when to set a screen, knows knows when to shoot a three. He's a good passer. Got a very high basketball IQ. Marcus Morris is giving you more and more as the season goes on here, and he's also a tough dude, you know, a leader type. You know, he'll scrap with anybody. Uh, Patrick Beverly the same way. You know, mm-hmm. again, five points. You're going to look at it and say he hasn't made much of a contribution. I think he's made a really good contribution um, to this team. So they they got some dudes, man, who, who who really kind of understand what it
4: what they need to do to help this team win. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also Nick Nurse has just been amazing. You know, um, yeah. he's been he's been a great coach. He's been um guy who's just really been reading the room very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Having the pulse of his guys, you know, when I, whenever I see him speak or hear him speak, you know, he just seems like a guy that's just, hey, look, you know, we already, you know, we know what the history's been, you know, Um, but look at it like this. We have two superstars in Joel B and Tyrese Maxey. We're going to continue to feed those guys. And we're going to take this thing as far as we... You know, as far as we, as far as we can, he just he just seems like a guy that's just very comfortable, comfortable, just coasting. Understanding that right now they have so much more to accomplish, so much more to do. Um, this is only the tip of the iceberg. He seems like he's just feeling his way through it, and they're winning in the process. They're responding to him. He he just seems like a calming, cool, collective presence, and I think yeah. that's what this team needs, need yeah. the most, especially thinking about the past two coaches. It's kind of, they've kind of been head cases, so. Right. Um. Yeah. Um. He's definitely uh, a breath of fresh air.
3: Yeah, I love what they've gotten out of him. Um. I. I don't. Just an aside. I was watching last night. It was an incredible game. The Bucks were at the Spurs, and it was the TNT game. I'm telling you, Tone. What a fun regular season game it was! Like it was just back and forth. It was Giannis and Wembiana. Wembayana going at one another, Mm -hmm. and it was, dude, Wembayana um was up for the task he was not afraid
4: he's talented man.
3: he made some unbelievable plays there were three plays that stood out one he had nowhere to go he lobs it off the backboard like you do in the driveway and then you know drop the hammer there was another one where he is driving and and has it you know he looked with the arm Span with the wingspan, he's like, it looks, he, it looks,
4: it looks insane. It um, looks like,
3: yeah, you know, some kind of like I don't even know what, but he's like an alien. Yeah. So he does this play where he just kind of brings it down, it does like a almost a finger roll move, and then he's on the break. Dame Lillard is, is kind of back and he does this behind his back spin move, and then he jams it over uh, Brooke Lopez. But you can just see, man, like this dude is going to be a, an incredible. Incredibly special talent. This is not one that they, uh, this is one that he's that guy. It's just going to be a matter of filling out a little bit, getting a little stronger, you know, understanding the NBA game a little bit more. And once he does that, I mean, you look at the before and after with a guy like Giannis, when he first came into the league, how skinny he was. Now he's jacked, right? So you give him, give him about three years. Same thing with Chad Holmgren. He's got to fill out too. They're both rail thin, but man, it was a, it was a fun, you know, regular season NBA game yesterday. It really was.
4: I like that. I like that comp, right? The the Giannis when he came in, he was very slim. Yeah. Very frail. Yeah. And look at him now, the dude's a tank. Yeah. So can Wimby you know fill out like that? Um, but I remember, how tall is Giannis?
3: Giannis is probably six ten. Wemby is is legit. Like what seven seven five five or something like that. Yeah. So he, he
4: he may not fill out like Giannis. He may
3: not get quite as as jacked. As, jacked as, as but as, yeah but
4: if he can if he can put up put on some more mass, some you know some density. Um, his the biggest thing for him right now, his career. <laughs> excuse me. I think the most important thing for him in his career right now is going to is going to be flexibility. Mm-hmm. Remaining flexible. Um, not putting on too much weight on those knees yeah you know when you're that tall your knees go very fast um the thing is when you invest in a guy that big you're lucky to get 10 years of greatness out of him. yeah because their their body goes before their talent will mm-hmm. so uh look man he he's he, he's a he's a fun story he's exciting to watch um, you know, we're just going to need all of this to translate to winning for them. I think they have the worst record in the West, right? Oh, they're, like
3: yeah, they're terrible. I mean, they're yeah, terrible. Yeah.
4: They're going to they're, they're going to need his presence to translate into wins, yeah. right? But before before I'm ready to start calling him, you know, the second coming of this guy or the generational talent. I mean, when LeBron first got to Cleveland, they made it to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. You know, you know so and look, like the West is a tough conference to play in, but still, you know, we we throw around generational talent so much with Zion and wemby who else was it um that over the past several years has been given that title of just yeah. like the second coming or whatever Ben Simmons Ben Simmons at one point right you know it has to translate into something
3: yeah
4: and um you know uh I like Wemby but it, eventually it's gonna have to, it's gonna have to translate into winning and yeah. I don't know if and I don't know if pop is the answer in the long term
3: yeah, I mean, how, how much longer does he want to? Can he do it? I, I think that Wemby has kept him around and may keep him around for a couple more years. I think he might be setting that thing up where he just does a handoff to Brett Brown or something like that. You know, he gets it going. Wemby's really starting to hit his stride. They get some more players around him and then he then he goes off into the sunset. We'll see. I mean, some guys can't, you know, you're gonna to to take him away dragging. You know, drag him away, you know. So uh we'll see what ends up happening there. But it is gonna be interesting Sixers wise, Last thing on the Sixers is you know, how strong they go in terms of the trade market, you know, uh, and, yeah. and, and, you know, whether or not they just let this thing play out this year and, and go to just clear the deck and have total freedom in the offseason rather than, you know, trying to make a move for this year. It's a, it's a hard thing because you don't yeah. know what, you know, Embiid's playing his best basketball mm-hmm. of his career. Maxi's having an incredible year. You have good role players around. So there's something to be said for making a move and getting somebody. You know now for the now because you don't know what next year is going to look like. You don't That's know about injuries. You don't know anything.
4: That's true. That's true. And um, they have a lot of flexibility. Yeah. But something tells me, or I don't. I had this feeling. And we talked when we and we talked to Keith about this. Keith Pompey about this. I think yeah. last time we had him on. Not not the most recent, but the one before that. Less is more. And I feel like they don't need to do nothing too drastic. I don't think they need to do anything drastic. Bringing another superstar, I think they need to bring in a high quality rotational guy that can score, mm-hmm. that can score and play defense on the perimeter. I think that's what they need. I think they're good as far as size and length, but if they can bring in a guy that can put the ball on the floor a little bit, yeah, can shoot threes. He's rangy plays defense they just need to, they, they need a high quality they're One short
3: yeah they're one they're yeah. one
4: score short i don't i, mean, think I don't
3: think they, it has to be a superstar but it's got I, I, yeah. I don't think they
4: need a superstar i don't i don't think they need a superstar i like
3: a type somebody like that yeah. maybe from the hawks
4: somebody like yeah that. yeah yeah they need um or they're good with the Jordan the b maxi show they're good with that they need they need they need to add one more supporting cast member mm-hmm. um because again, a guy like Tobias, Tobias Harris, he gets swept under the rug eat often. You know what I mean. So they still have him there. I just think they don't need to go crazy and mess up the apple cart with what Maxie and the B got going. They need to throw in another high quality role player.
3: Yeah, and it's gotta be someone who kind of just gets it. Like, hey, you know, Joel and Maxi are the guys. Yeah, you get yours. You know, you're going to get some good looks because they're they're going to run multiple guys at them. But understand we don't want you taking away a lot of the the, the shot attempts from these guys so just know what mm-hmm. your role is you got to be really clear with whoever it is that you bring in
4: yeah yeah you have to be very um you don't want to you don't want to overthink it you don't want to you don't want to overestimate where you are as well so um i like i like who they are right now and i think they can beat anybody just just sprinkle in some one more guy and it'll be good yeah, agreed.
3: Uh, all right, Flyers lose. I think tone reality setting it. um So they got, up right. in, yeah, they got up in this game against the Blue Jackets, and then they end up losing 3-2 in a shootout. They've lost four straight, six of their last seven. Now, up until last night, these games were on the road. You get it. But it does, and we talked to Anthony Sanfilippo yesterday, and he said it, the, the way that they play, and it's a credit to them because they play so hard, but they have to play so hard because they're not super talented.
2: Mm-hmm
3: it's going to wear them down.
4: How and many games are know, in the NHL season?
3: 82. You play the same amount as, as hockey. I mean, as basketball. But, okay. you know, I, I, I'm not ready to go like they're gassed already, but I think you're starting to see signs here sometimes. And I think they also played over their head a little. And and now yeah. they're, they're they're regressing back to the mean a little bit. I, I You know, again, when you have guys that are giving max effort and you have a good coach and good goaltending, You'll be able to bounce out of this thing, but right now it's a little bit of a struggle for them.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, um, their story another team with a, with a with a great story, a fun story. You know, there's still so much hockey left to be played. Um, did you know? Did we speak too soon about this team? I don't know if we spoke too soon. I think I think we were just acknowledging um, how far. I think I think we were just acknowledging a situation where a team who's overachieving in a situation where you didn't expect them to even give you this amount. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So, uh, you saw some flashes and you know, from different guys, you know, from different people in, in different games, and or uh, you, you just have to t- t- you, you have to accept the ebbs and flows of a team that's rebuilding, and they're going to give you stretches where you think they're super competitive. This this is why I always ask the question whenever we have flyers guys on. I always ask the question: How difficult is it for an organization to be honest with themselves about where they are? Because that's the hardest thing to do. So many teams over overvalue or overestimate where they are, a la the New York Giants last season going into this year. They overestimated their impact. They overestimated right. um, how good they were. And look, they're, they're paying for it right now. So, um, you know, I just uh, – I look at the Flyers as a team that's still figuring it out. I'm not really – you know, I'm not ready to say they're just going to just be bad from this point forward, but I do – I, I am more likely to believe that they are slowly regressing to the mean, and yeah. they're going to be they're going to be closer to a 500 team than anything else.
3: Agreed. Uh, all right, let's. And go that's back.
4: okay for a team that's rebuilding. 100, uh, percent
3: and they're going to move. They're going to move people and bring in younger and or draft picks, and that's how you do it. They're they're going to do it the patient way. Um, um, back to the Eagles. So you know, and I forgot about this. You know, there's a Monday night game. For Wild Card Weekend, right?
4: Oh, yeah. The games are... Um, S- the-
3: Saturday, Sunday, Monday.
4: Serious? Hold, hold Yeah, it's, it's...
3: So, guess who a lot of people think the Monday night game is going to be?
4: Oh, my God. Who?
3: Your Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. You thought we were done with the night games. We may not be. There's a lot of people that think if it's, if it's the Eagles and the Bucks that that is the Monday night game. So it's possible we might have to wait eight days after the Giants game to watch them play a playoff game. Once again, in in a season filled with night games and Mm -hmm. playing on Christmas and New Year's Eve and Thursday night, et cetera, et cetera, Monday night, Sunday night. Here we go again. Could be right back there.
4: Yeah, man. Um. Damn. I don't want a Monday game. I don't. But actually, who knows? They might reserve Monday for the more exciting matchup. Is the Eagles-Buccaneers really the most exciting matchup? I don't think so. So I i would I like the to Eagles, believe.
3: The Eagles do equal box office, though, Tone. Yeah, that's true. That's
4: true. I don't want a Monday game, Rob. No, nor do I. I don't need but that in my possible. life. No, now,
3: so be a real. Uh, RMP says it gets the team an extra
4: day because they're gassed. Fair. That's true. That's that, 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 that's, that's, that's 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 the positive. That's the positive side. I appreciate you guys for always finding the silver lining. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm just thinking about it. So I'm, I'm listening. I'm talking selfishly. You guys, you mm-hmm. know, I have a job to do. And the last same thing I want to do is work on a Monday night, you know. So same here, my friend. You know, same that's here, how that, that's how I'm looking at it, you yeah. guys. So don't, don't don't mind us; we're just being selfish here. <laughs> um, all right, so let's look at this thing. Um,
3: first off, tell me what you think. Give me give me the way you think this game plays out. Uh, give me a prediction: Eagles Giants. Let me see. Um, mm, before question. you do, before you lay it out, let me see how how much this if this line has moved at all from earlier in the week okay so the Eagles are five and a half point favorites yeah the line has moved a little bit Eagles are five and a half what do you what do you think in this one
4: uh I think the Eagles win I think the Eagles win <clears throat> 30 I think the Eagles win 31 31 twenty. 3123. Okay, thirty-one I like twenty-three. What about give you, me a uh, give me a? Get, all
3: right, so what are we looking at here? So, offensively, defensively, does anybody stand out? Does anybody shine? Do so, they, I think do they kind of get going in any way. What do you
4: think? So, I I, I, I call Jalen Hurts throwing for three three passing touchdowns and running That's right. run in. So, That's right. so I think I think Jalen's going to have three passing, one running in. So that gives you the twenty eight points. obviously, right, and obviously, is a Jake, game. And obviously all right. Jake Elliott um, kicks the field goal. Um who would have thought Julio Jones would have caught two touchdowns last week, but not me. Um I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I don't think Devontae plays. I don't and, mean, I don't and, think he or Slay play, by the right. way. Right. I don't think Devontae or Slay plays. I no. think A I think AJ ends the game with a touchdown.
2: Uh,
4: right. uh I think and I think Goddard get and I think Goddard gets two of them. So Goddard gets two. Yeah, I think Goddard gets two. Um, okay. AJ Burger's gets one touchdown Goddard gets two Because if Smith doesn't play They're going to be looking for him Way more True um, And uh, True. Jalen Hurts Runs one in Um, I think this is going to be One of those games Where um, The game's pretty Pretty much pretty close And then the Eagles score A last touchdown And then the Giants They have an opportunity to drive Kind of similar to before Sure um, th- Their final drive Can they score And then go for two Like I, I, I think that's how That's going to go So um, I think the Giants – I think the Giants are going to have the ball last and somehow some way they'll make a mistake um, and the Eagles win the game 31-23.
3: Okay. Um, I'm going to go 28-24 Eagles. Mm. Um, I think we're going to see some good things. Uh, I think we're going to see the defense – get to the quarterback a couple of times. I still think the secondary is such a mess that the Giants will get some. But I think we're gonna we're gonna feel a little bit better about the pass rush after this game. I think that we will see the difference with Zach Cunningham. I'm not saying Saquon Barkley won't get his. He'll get his because he's Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley and they're gonna feature him. But I don't think he's gonna go crazy and and I think Cunningham being back helps the the run defense. Um so I think that'll be you'll you'll see that impact. Uh, I think offensively it'll be a good day for Swift I think early they go to AJ Brown just you know because' it's been all week with this nonsense mm-hmm. um so I think he gets going early in this one uh I like Goddard to have a good game too I feel like last week they got him in a flow that carries over to this week so I like I like it, the day for Swift I like it for AJ I like it for Goddard I like on the other side of the ball Cunningham to have an impact um you know, and, and and just getting some bodies back on the secondary is going to help. But I think the defensive line actually, believe it or not, shows up in this game. So, oh, I, I really? think the Eagles, yeah, I think the Eagles win it again. I think it's a little bit closer. Uh, I don't think they quite cover the spread, but they win the game. I think it's one of those games where we don't feel particularly better or particularly worse. We're just like, mm. OK, they won it. And, and OK, and let's go. Now the regular season's over. And here we go. That's how I think we feel after this game. Um, but, yeah, it should be interesting. Should be interesting uh, for sure. All right. So, Tone, you have uh, you have the national football show coming up with. Dan yes.
4: Uh, should be exciting on a Friday.
3: Yeah. Everybody stay tuned for that. And Tone will also uh, let everybody know, too, you have the uh, the show Saturday with with. Uh, Ye- Jay yes.
4: So um, uh, uh, this evening tonight at 630 p.m. Eastern time, we have football 24 seven with John McMullen and myself. Um, we're going to get you guys ready for this game. Talk about some injury updates. Um, you know how you know how you and John, uh, you oh, guys yeah. know how John and I go. Yeah, man. Um, and then uh, Saturday, likely John and I will have a, a shorter show, but a show nonetheless. Um, sometime in the afternoon. The time hasn't been locked in yet, but right. uh, make sure you guys keep a lookout um, for football twenty four seven tonight at six thirty p.m. Eastern time, and tomorrow afternoon, sometime around three or four, maybe. So awesome. Um, yeah, you guys, you know, keep it locked.
3: All right. All right. So thanks to everybody in the chat. Everybody streaming, everybody listening. You guys have yourselves a great great weekend. Uh looking forward mm-hmm. to it and like it's always interesting with the Eagles. So <laughs> stay tuned for Sunday cuz you never know what you're going to. It's a box of chocolates, baby. You don't know what you're going to get. Absolutely,
4: as as you know,
3: man. All right. So everybody have a great weekend. Tone have a great weekend and uh we will see you guys soon. Thanks. Appreciate it. We're Sports Tech.